Welcome back to the Training Art Podcast. Everyone is the Pink Menace, and I am the first villain of the night. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> With my co-host, Franny Pack. Hey! We got Jeevo on the sticks. Hey, I'm sticking it up. We got our friend Space Kook here tonight as our special guest. I'm back. Yeah, we got Space Kook, a.k.a. Titty Peddler. Yeah. You, you might have not known that. Might not Same have. person. All you perverts out there. Yeah, you gotta go follow him on Instagram. The Titty Peddler. On Twitter. No, on Twitter. On Twitter, I thought yeah, it was no. Instagram. Don't ask how I know it, but I know it. I G ain't gonna let me put put that dirty <laughs> up there. No, no that's Twitter grounds only. I've been putting his handle in the in the show notes, and I feel like I should have put plus eighteen next to it, but I forgot. But I will from now on. Well, there's some pissed off parents <laughs> out there. Dude, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Yeah, we're talking about villains today. Our favorite villains. We've oh. done this in the past, but uh, it was a practice run, and we can't use it because I was, like, throwing the mic around the whole time, and it sounds horrible. <laughs> It'd be that way, man. So now I learned to keep the mic still. And we're back, baby. So, well, yeah, how are we going to start How are we gonna start it off? We're going to start off with Space Coke this yeah, time, huh? Me first? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. I'm going to start. I know everybody's going to have some real heavy hitters on here, and everybody's going to have some real nasty weirdos. Uh, so I'm going to start off with something a little more chill, a little more low-tier villain, low body count. I'm going to talk about Maximilian Pegasus. Oh. Yo, I feel that. Jeeva boy. Who, Yo, who might he... actually be the Jeffrey Epstein of Yu-Gi-Oh. Whoa. I mean, he's got his own whoa. secret island. He's got a whole dungeon underneath. Whoa. All he Yo. does is invite kids to play at his house. Wow. I could have went my whole life without hearing Space that, but I'm actually kind of happy I did. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy I did now. No, Maxmi- Maximilian's a real, uh, real crooked motherfucker. If you pay attention to all those flashbacks, like he's uh-huh. in he's in the tomb with uh, Yugi's grandpa, right? Like, don't they both like work together? Is there not? Am I like? Is this a fragmented memory in my head? No, but, I'm pretty like, sure they uh, they went on like an Egyptian scavenge or something. Uh, and like they, they found like artifacts that became like actual cards. I th- I don't think they found the god cards, but they definitely found like some pretty important shit out yeah. there in the uh, I don't in know the if sands. That was Pegasus. They have a link. I don't. Think I know that Pegasus and it was probably his grandfather. grandpa. Yeah, well, that's how he got the Millennium Puzzle and everything. But I, I just know they have a link. I I know that because there's not any reason he just tra- trapped uh, the grandpa. There was a whole reason. He was trapped with his yeah, with the. But buddy. like he did something. Like there was a reason why Pegasus was like, oh, and like took him. Like I, I can't remember it, but there was. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he wanted the puzzle. You know, he That's had the eye. Right. He's got that Bond villain thing. He's got his own secret layer, his own no. secret island. He's like got Golden shitload eye. of money off like a card game. Yeah. For children, and uh, and yeah, he's just got that big honking golden eye. Uh-huh. Can read all your cards. Tomb world. That was like the worst part. When you go like got past his Tomb World deck and how that was kind of just BS in general, then you find out he's actually card reading for real. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. Like, that That pissed me off when I watched that. What pissed me off is I finally got my hands on a Tomb World, and I realized I had to pay 2,000 life points to use it. Yeah. I, I, I think, like, maybe even per turn or something like that. Crazy. It's bad, yeah. It's, you have to sacrifice a lot. His deck doesn't make any sense. Nope. No. Those two cards are probably worth a lot of money right now, though. Actually, that mm. just made me realize a real point. The main villain of Yu-Gi-Oh, the, most, the biggest villain, is actually the anime. Because it hyped me up for all these cards, and then I never got them. Yeah, I think I, we went you know over what? that, right? We probably did. I think we talked about that, yeah. So to Sorry to interrupt, but after a quick Google search, it says that Pegasus wanted to resurrect his dead lover, therefore needed the Millennium Puzzle, so he wanted to get it, and then trapped his grandpa as a bribe to get him to come to the island to steal the puzzle. There we go. Dang. Yeah, I don't think he was in the tomb. It was another old guy with him. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I know a Yugs. But dude... Did he end up, like, being evil all the way through to the end? Or did he, like, have a change of heart at the end? I think it was more... I think he was evil the whole way, but it was more, like, just out for his personal benefits. Because the pure evil... The pure evil in Yu-Gi-Oh! was Marek. Yes. Yeah. Yami Marek. Yeah. Like, even Bakura, which is my favorite villain from... Uh, but he he ended up, like, you know... He had a yeah. good side and a bad no, side. Bakura he was, like, was the change of heart card in per- Persona yep. 5. yep. Uh, no, I, I think Pegasus just more had his own agenda. He was just a rich man with his own things that he wanted to do, and he didn't care who like I said, got in his way, you know? Yu-Gi-Oh! Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. yeah I think... Like, Merrick is totally the villain villain, I would say. Merrick's the most evil. Bakura is, like, the. I feel like he's the coolest, but Pegasus, he was the most entertaining yeah. as a villain. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. That's the word I'd use for Pegasus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we just got into a, a, like, a debate about, like, who would win in a... A talking smack off, Pegasus or uh, no Kaiba. Kaiba, Seto Kaiba or Riley from the Boondocks. And I think it's Kaiba. I think it's Kaiba, bro. Dude, I've I've Kaiba heard Riley stuttering. roast other people, and I felt hurt. I'm like, damn, that's hurt me too. It would, I think, it would affect Kaiba to be like, oh fuck, like oh this kid is like embarrassing me. What do I do? Like he would have that internal monologue. And fuck like, you, Connie, blue eyes, white yeah, dragon. Yeah, Riley would just keep like talking shit and be like, I don't care what you saying. He's a bitch. Your the blue jets eyes ain't shit. Blah blah blah. <laughs> like Riley's always got like setups, but Pegasus. Yeah. I mean Seto, he's just like hits I you with like the hard hitting, hard hitting one liners. I don't think that could break through Riley's skin. Riley would just snap, come back, and then Kaiba would be like, Ugh, he wasn't affected. Ugh. Who is this kid? Well, Kaiba I, only hits crits, dude. I don't know. I don't think it would pierce. Yeah, but everything <laughs> out of, it would pierce through Riley. Everything but. out of Riley's mouth is one of the pieces of Exodia. Pretty it much. takes five lines from Riley to end Oof. you. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, unless you get critted by... Yeah. <laughs> it's a good battle, man. Well, you, you, let we'll us know what you battle. think if you end up joining our group on but, the uh, Friendster. On that transition, I will say my favorite best villain is Bakura. From, yes, you from Yu-Gi-Oh! Like just, just being able to transition, stay in Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, one of my picks for villains is Bakura. Because his plot, his everything about him is just so dope. Uh, God damn it, now I forget. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it's alright, mate. He's got the, he's got the, the mini- cool... Millennium Necklace. Yeah, 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 but it's a whole thing with the necklace. He can like trans- he can steal people's souls and he's trying to like resurrect Zork, the almighty god. Um, he's basically a pawn for this huge guy who's trying to take over the world and send the world into the shadow realm and he's basically the he's you like know, the advocate for it he talks for him he does everything for him like the mouthpiece yeah zork lives through bakura in a way 
Yeah, Bakura was definitely. Bakura is just dope as hell. Zorkin feel... loves the eyeliner, huh? Yeah. I feel like he had the most depth as a character. He does. That's why I'm like blanking on it, but there's so much yeah. more about Bakura. We're, we're butchering him because so... he deserves a lot of uh, it does not praise. Do him justice. His character development was wild. His whole like going back and forth. But yeah, what's up? We can rock over to like. What would you like? What would you say about Team Rocket? You mean like the only reason to watch Pokemon? Yeah. Well, yeah. Here, you gotta delineate. You're gonna talk about Jesse and James. Are we gonna talk about the international Pokemon? Oh, under Jesse Ring James. Of... Yeah, all right, all right. Okay. Team Rocket. Uh, like... That's what I thought you were talking about. Not capital yeah, T, yeah. capital R. Team oh, Rocket. Oh, me out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, y'all forgetting Wobbuffet too, though? Wow. Yeah. Dude, now Team, I hit it. Team Rocket is the international crime syndicate. Amazing amazing and I, I it's another reason i don't like the anime even yeah. though jesse and james are the best part of the anime they kind of underplay what team rocket is hard yeah like giovanni's like straight up like the godfather in the manga right yeah oh yeah he he puts he puts Vito corleone to shame and he's somewhat uh, correct me if i'm wrong he's like admirable like you like him you know you root for him kind of he's got uh, charisma you're not supposed to like him because he's the main leader of a horrible crime syndicate that steals Pokemon, just does whatever they want. Slowpoke tails. He's a gym yeah. leader too. Like, yep, that's that's why leader. I respect him because him as a ground type trainer is really scary. All his Pokemon scare the hell out of me. They all him. have uh, Oko moves, like Fisher and stuff. Horn drill. Horn yeah. drill. Yep. Swam. So yeah, dude. Like, if we were ranking them, like S tier, easy. Giovanni, Legendary. Yeah. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Jesse Pokemon's and got a, Pokemon's got a lot of really good villains though. Uh Cyrus from Diamond and Pearl. Yep. Like he he kind of like hits mid tier as like a Pokemon villain for me because his motives are just like ad- humans are like too weird with their emotions, so like let me just create a whole new universe. <laughs> yeah, that's a little extra. Bold. It's, it's way too extra, but his like calm calculating demeanor is really that's a hard hit Word. and the fact that he had this huge plan to summon gods like the creators of time and space yeah and then looked them all in the face and giratina too and just was like all right whatever giratina man antimatter that's wild yeah but uh what about you franny who you got man man i love i, I love Togoro. Younger Tagoro from Yu Yu Hakusho. He's yep. my favorite villain of all Good time, call. man. He is, he is my anime dad, <laughs> I would say. So good. I talked about him last time and I butchered it, but I wrote something really sweet about him and I want to read it out. But what, what, do, you guys, what do you think about Tagoro? Triangle body Solid syndrome. choice, role model wise, no. But uh, wrong Tagoro. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. That's controversial. I knew you were going to say I that, dude. That I Tagoro. prefer Young Tagoro. No, Young Tagoro is amazing, though. I, I can never discredit him as a villain because he had the chance to be a scum but actually pushed Yusuke to just be better. And that's that's what I like about him. His yeah. morality was so interesting. Oh, yeah. he. Correct me if I'm wrong. He just literally showed up and, like, knocked a building down on top of Yusuke, right? Oh, yeah, the yeah. He was just like, garage. yo, uh... This is what you're working with, bro. Good luck. Remember when you thought you killed me, Yurameshi? Uh, hold on. Five percent of his power levels an entire parking garage. Oh, Tagoro grunts, baby. <laughs> They're so good. 
God bless that that uh, English voice actor, bro. Um, he was like pulling the strings the whole time too. Mm-hmm. Like you thought Sakio was the long-haired, fancy, no. fancy business. It was the girl. It was the <laughs> both of them. They both were pulling their goal like for their own need and helping each other out along the way. He had incredible quotes that I got this sick one right here from uh, episode 66 called the girl's wish. I love this episode, man. I remember we watching this and he, the first thing he walks into Kuenma's office, which is like purgatory. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, uh, he's like, this is a very intricate case. Slight punishment would be sufficient. Weighing your demon crimes against your human achievements. And Degoro's like, I've already decided. I want you to send me to limbo. And he's like, most horrific place to go. Everything ripped from you except for your ability to experience pain. And he just says, good. <laughs> With his hands in his pocket. Like sands. You <laughs> like sands? Always sands. bringing up sands when you That's... get them. Uh, no, sands from, what is it? Uh, Undertale. Mm-hmm. Greatest villain. He's not a villain. You're the villain. That's why Sans fights you. <laughs> yeah, so he was an infamous demon killer. And then he got his whole... And he had, like, a whole dojo full of followers. And then a demon named Kyron came in and killed all of them. And he's like, you got to fight me in the tournament. Tagoro like, went into the woods. He got all selfed out. He came back mega-based, mega-quiet. and based, uh, based or biased? He's based. Okay. Not biased. Had, had to double check. And then, uh... He freaking wins, dude. And it's... His wish was to become a demon. See, I always really liked that choice simply for the fact of the non-aging body. Like, Genkai got old, but Tagoro stayed... Vascular. Stayed vascular. Vascular is definitely the word. I don't even know. I don't think he has all muscle. I think it's all veins. The way that shit moves... I don't know. Later on, I thought it was all armor plating, but that, that also works. Like, part rhinoceros. And his prize was to become the demon to to combat his guilt in order to never be vulnerable again. That's why he told Genkai he didn't care about his students when they got massacred because he can't be vulnerable. It's not an option for him. Right. Even though he avenged them, it wasn't enough. The only way to atone was to never be vulnerable again. Perhaps he wanted to become the monster he already believed himself to be. That's what uh, Koenma said. He really nailed it. And then he hits him with this, Koenma. Tagoro is a complex case. He's like an anthill. The deeper you dig, the more tunnels appear. And inside each is a creature ready to bite. Layer upon layer of bravado facades, contradicting desires and intensely wrought obsessions. But beneath it all, I suspect you would find just a normal man with a wounded heart and a broken dream. I love that quote. That is good. I love your quote. some fire. I know. I impress myself every time. (laughs) That's pretty good, yeah. So... This is, like, the really cool thing. I'm really proud of writing because this is his whole franny pack, you know? Tagoro was like a beautiful, sensitive soul who sought righteousness and justice without the key human component, forgiveness. He didn't even forgive himself over that loss, you know? And without forgiveness in the equation, he was easily able to push forward without regret. Regret, Homestar. (laughs) He knew it would weigh on him and slow him down. He was passionate to a fault. In his personal perspective universe, the way he saw it, he had no time for forgiveness. His extreme passion brought along allies, such as haste, and the constant looming reminder that he's only human, with unavoidable limitations. That's why he had to keep pushing past his human lifespan and limitations. He took fate into his own hands, assuming, or rather adamantly taking, as it was his birthright, the role of judgment or God. He knew this path he chose would be the loneliest, coldest, and darkest of paths, but it was the path in which he could ensure exact justice was served with his own two hands, now demon hands. He took the tragic, raw, gruesome, scenic route to find in himself. 
really took the long way. I like to think he realized this at some point, and it, and it, that explains his obsession with Yusuke the whole time. Like, he saw himself, I like to think. It's yeah. like, this never really was explained, and I, I, I just find it so interesting. He's my favorite guy of all time, so let me have this. A seed of hope in the form of his younger self, someone in which he could relate, and someone just like him, but he chose the other fork in the road. And this was confirmed in that Kuwabara stunt in the Dark Tournament. Yep. And when Togoro sees how Yusuke reacts and responds, that's like the moment where Yusuke like chose the other fork in the road, opposite mm. of what Togoro did when he was in his shoes in the Dark Tournament fighting Kyron. And that right there is like what confirmed like, all right, you're worthy of ending my, you know, existence, my never-ending like existence. If that- you're man enough to do it. Like, he still needed Yusuke to actually beat him fair and square, too. Yeah, he's like, I need you to nut up and kill me already. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he had, like, a torturous, vicious cycle, man. This is really... It's like some sad Chad shit, you know? <laughs> sad Chad is a pretty beautiful way to put a bow on Tagoro. Yeah. It is, man. I yeah. just thought of that. Fucking killing it. <laughs> that was pretty profound. So he looks at Yusuke to take up his mantle to go pick up where he left off, where he made a wrong turn. And I think Tagoro saw the unique type of understanding like Yusuke had, like the anyone can get this hands, anyone can get this like shit talking. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> and I think it's similar to like how why Kuenma chose Yusuke to be the next spirit detective because of that prejudice he had, like compared to Sensui, the former. Mm-hmm. And uh pretty uh and then he saw this is something he turned his back on a while ago with his decision to become a demon so basically Tagoro is a fine example of when self-hatred and self-pity become so deeply nurtured and rooted in the mind of a good person a true martyr to the very end he was so damn self-aware and it made him such an incredible force and villain you couldn't tell him shit about himself because he already knew that's all he knew like he's so I love the morality of like anime characters and how it like changes and balances and uh, just really nails it classically the parallels with him and Yusuke as well as the the opposite paths that him and Genkai chose how they grew apart and how him and Yusuke grew together Yusuke really never had a dad and Tagoro really did it for him, man. Yeah, Tagoro is the closest thing to a dad. Oh yeah, ever I guess had, yeah. Ever like I won't I won't argue that. Like least. he was a good person, but he just like you know, he just wasn't. He nurtured all the bad parts of himself. Yeah, but he was still a good person. But he's still a villain, yo. He's no antihero. He didn't do anything <laughs> no. good. No, no. <laughs> no, he he caused a lot of problems and heartache. And he was so chadly, dude. So badass. He was a man's man. And he had the perfect, the most classic anime villain sunglasses. Thank you. I was just going to mention that. Those triangle point shades. Oh, my God. With, like, that haircut, too. The drip. (laughs) The drip was real. Out of control. Although, Yu Yu Hakusho always had drip. Mm. Everyone had drip. Mm. Yeah, man. He was was far from perfect. But when you're walking through hell, you just got to keep walking. And that's that's what he did, man. And he he never let go of his motives, his self-appointed morality and momentum. This is a form of hope that Tagoro carried and of not giving up until a variable like Yusuke came into sight. Like something he was he was like looking for, waiting for the whole time, but he didn't even know it. And Yusuke like saved Tagoro. 
And Tagore will kind of save Yusuke. I guess. Not really. <laughs> no. But it sounds nice. But he never gave up, man. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Tagoro, I love you, man. If you're listening to this. I love you, Tagoro. But older Tagoro, he's <laughs> yeah, just a piece of you, shit, Tagoro. bro. I love you, Tagoro. <laughs> he's gross. <laughs> he's just a piece of shit. That's exactly why he's such a great villain. That dude could piss off everyone and make them make an irrational attack on him, even his own brother. Like, Elder Tagoro was scary because he really enjoyed hurting people, and he had the perfect power to do it. I feel like, like him physical standing... Physical and psychological pain. Elder Tagoro, nobody manipulates it better. The master of psychological pain. And him just being next to younger Tagoro, the Tagoro buds together, I feel like that he's so shitty and so easily hated, good writing, that it, it I feel like it kind of pushed me more towards younger Tagoro to look look at him as mm-hmm. like as so highly as I do, you know? Because Elder Tagoro was written so sh- like mean. He was an atrocity. <laughs> he yes. was like He was awful, awful. Yes, dude. I, I might put him as probably one of the worst of the villains that we might talk about tonight simply just because everything out of his mouth makes you sick makes yeah, you sick when it comes to like potential evil he's yeah he's S, like, S rank like he's got the potential to do the most evil shit and like no remorse just make you feel even shittier than no, you thought no, the, the, the remorse is not an option for Elder Tagoro it's only like oh look I gained from this everyone else pay attention to me and then he turns his hand into a puppet again Kai and just goes off on that oh, was probably yeah. the most disrespectful scene in that entire series. Yeah. yeah like, that man. was rough. Watching him fight Kuwabara was rough. When he just went, I oh, know, I'll fight that whole team at the same time, and then just stabs all of them at once. That was his gross fingers. Like, yeah, he's really scary stuff. Uh, we can move on from Yuya. I mean, I mean shit, dude. Sensui, though? Ooh. Such a great character to represent, like, multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. He was the... Uh, like this, he was like a, he was a villain in there, dude. Like a main villain, and uh, shit, dude. His shit. Was, I don't even know what to say about him, really. What no. scared me the most about Sensui is when they used his whole multiple personality thing to give him the sacred, that sacred energy boost, because it's like each personality trained. That freaked me out when they hinted that, and then he was just untouchable at that point. Yeah, and that guy. gold armor. Yeah. Talk more about that drip. That Yu-Yu drip. There's a lot of good drip in New York show. No doubt. There really is. No doubt. I used to think uh, Bleach was the king of the drip. Oof. That's but a tough call. But Yu-Yu actually came out a little earlier, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There you go, man. I still don't know which one's more drippier. Because, dude, the OPs and Bleach have some drip. Yeah, it's just the OPs. I mean, think of the stuff Yusuke pulls up in. Yeah, he man. He goes to fight you in, like, the, Gucci designer clothes. The blue jeans and the white tee with the sunglasses. Ooh, and the color. Ooh. <laughs> the jacket. Kuwabara's jackets. Jibo, do you have any uh, crazy picks for us? As a matter of fact, I do, yo. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me toss my hat in the ring for best villains. I would have to say Mojo Jojo is... Uh, Probably by far one of my favorite villains of all anime. Did you forget? Did I forget about who? The other one? 
Yeah, him. Him? him? No, Ooh. dude, Mojo Jojo. After looking up this lore, dude, Mojo Jojo is actually... Looking up this lore? Like, he hasn't watched <laughs> the Powerpuff Girl movie. <laughs> That's actually... No, see, I didn't watch the Powerpuff Girl movie. Oh. That's what kind of, like, said it. But, yeah, it's, it's a toss-up between him or Mojo Jojo. Him is by far the best villain in all of Powerpuff Girls. Uh, him, if you don't know, he's the devil. Uh, he stands. It stands for His Infernal Majesty. And uh-huh. he has the creepiest voice in the world. He talks like this, and it's just so weird. Yeah, it's a little echoey, too. Yeah, and it's just like, weird. it's creepy, dude. And then when he gets mad, his voice just like snaps <sighs> into that day, like growls and roars. Get like, the fuck over here right now. Basically. It's like when the, the pedophile like, pervert guy from Family Guy finally like gets mad. <laughs> yes. Get the fuck over here. <laughs> Basically the devil in high heels, over bro. Here. Crazy looking dude. Mojo Jojo is literally like the Joker of he is of, the uh, main antagonist. Uh, he is the main villain. He also is the creator of the Powerpuff Girls, technically. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the one that knocked him into the Chemical X and created uh, the Powerpuff Girls. It's and himself. Bro. Yeah, because Mojo Jojo was the professor's lab assistant, was playing around, knocked him into Chemical X, which created the girls, created him into like his brain. And when the professor Damn. was like, "I don't want you no more." That was where all this evil and hatred towards the girls came from. Yeah, it's that's, like well, that's what you get for having a chimpanzee run around yeah. here, like as a lab it, assistant. Your lab assistant? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, come on, man. Yeah, he's like uh, if Winston from Overwatch like was evil. Pretty much, but as Pink just said in the Powerpuff Girl movie, uh, he actually does take over the world, and the first thing that he does when he takes over the world is rids the world of evil and. Uh, like brings world peace Revert basically back to monkey basically. on accident no it's just it's what he wants to do because he finally conquers it he's like i don't know what to do i don't want to do this anymore and then like solves all the world's problems and they're like you're a hero mojo jojo he's like don't call me that blah, blah, blah. that's beautiful it's basically very poetic like he conquers the world and it's like i don't know what to do with this anymore i'm just gonna shit dude help dr doomed it i'm you, gonna help yeah. him so, yeah, you drive like, a good point I dude i own the world now what do i do i'm gonna just help these people yeah now that you said that problem. Does have a good heart. I can see how you can. Uh, you can't even decide. That's why I'm like, ah, but him is totally the better villain. He's the most evil villain. But what about Fuzzy Lumpkin. But can we talk about like for a second how much Fuzzy of Piccolo is actually inspired into Mojo Jojo? Really, go on. Think about it. The big coat with the wide shoulder pads. Right. The giant white Pat. turban. Oh, God. We talk like this. Oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> His voice. <laughs> His voice is so unique and original. Hear somebody talking like this, you know it's Mojo Jojo. Yeah, what is that? His like, face is green. Just a, wait, that he talked. It's like a monster. It's just the way they like talk. Like evil African guy? No. Maybe African accent? Why he's I'm also, name the accent. He's also no. based on the whole story of Planet of the Apes. Uh, how, like, yeah. <laughs> he is supposed to be, like, the dude starting the rebellion. Like, nobody wants him. He's a monkey with superpower abilities. Like, it's a superhuman monkey. And, like, he's like, what do I do? I'm going to take over the world. Like, you know, these humans that don't want me no more. Like, that was the inspiration. I guess after reading all this lore about him, because I didn't want to sound like an idiot, <laughs> he's actually, like, pretty fucking cool. You might be able to take out Gorilla Zod. Is that his name? A gorilla. Oh. Uh, Grodd. 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 I'm yeah. thinking about Berserk. <laughs> gorilla Zod. <laughs> Wait, but can we t- also take a moment to thank the Gang Green Gang for everything they've gang done? Gang Green Gang, bro. Oh, They're man. Really cool. Talk about favorites. Drip, dude. Yo, they Ace is in the, Ace is in the uh, Gorillas now. Wait, what? Yeah, Ace from the Gang Green Gang. I've is a that, actual yeah. member of the gorillas. Duh, that fits the big so one, right? Yeah. No, that's no, 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 no. Ace, the the lead guy Billy. with the vest. Oh, dude. 
yeah, the glasses. The snake guy. Yeah, he no, talks that's like that's. that's, that's <laughs> a whole oh, dude, one. you're right. You're right. I'm looking at him and I'm confusing him. Yeah. Yeah, the dude in the middle. Yeah, this guy. That's that fits too perfect, bro. This dude, holy shit, I forgot about these dudes. That, they're the homies. This dude knows the all the voices for the gang green gang. I loved the, the Powerpuff Girls growing bro. up. Wow, bro. But like, Girls you know, is like the one girl show I will admit that I watch. It's not a girl show. Exactly. Exactly. That dude with spits, he came straight out of rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the one who talked really bad like this. He was like a Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> little Arturo. That yeah, was his name. Arturo. Yeah, I'm Arturo. Yo, wow. I loved that show. Well, now we got through Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> we go right to Berserk. Oh no, I'm just kidding. Oh no. <laughs> well, I just watched like a whole uh, complete like timeline of Berserk last night, so it's like all on my mind. It's crazy, but I wanted to ask Pink about Griffith. I don't think Griffith is evil, evil. Like, Whoa. how some of the villains that we're probably going to talk about, like Elder Tagoro. I think Griffith is just so driven towards his goal that he's a selfish asshole. Some of the things he's done is incredibly questionable. That entire eclipse was incredibly questionable. Sure to sacrifice your friends to get your body back and get the kingdom you oh so desire. But did he have to do everything he did there? That's I mean, the real question you all got to ask yourself. Even before that, doesn't he climb into that princess's bedroom and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to lay this pipe real quick and I don't really care if she finishes or if she's into it or if she wants it. It's because he was no, recently no, she defeated. Totally, she totally was into Griffith. It was her yeah. dad who wasn't into that whole idea. Yeah, the maidservant saw him mm-hmm. and uh, squealed on him. But he only did that because it was like, that's not him because he was off his rocker. He got shook because Guts, guts actually left. Yeah, and he was like nothing without it's my guts. boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I used to think he was like I was like used to hear he was the greatest villain of all time. I don't want to like downplay him, but like I guess like I just don't think he's that evil. I mean, I feel like you just don't get to see some of these other guys do the exact brand of evil that this guy does on yeah. screen. No, no, just watch redo a peeler. This is the same thing <laughs> <laughs> the Damn. whole show. Yeah, but yeah, when you see the other God Hand and shit like that, they look they look mega evil. The God Hand is mm. crazy. I really want to see more of them, but you know we're just gonna be on Fairy Island for the next sixteen years. Yeah, so I I, mean, I learned something, man. I just learned more about Berserk because I talked about it last time and I didn't know much about it, but now I do, man. So yeah, we got through the pink. What do you got? Well, I got Monokuma from Dog and Rampa. So not the one that I mentioned before, not Junko. No, no, they're. Same person, but not the same person. Oh. You just don't see Junko until the end. Monokuma uh. is the face that she shows you the whole time. And he is such a dirtbag. Trapping a whole bunch of high schoolers in one giant high school. Being like, okay, the only way you could get out is if you kill someone and get away with it. Good luck. Have fun. That's a sick game. And, I like that. That's good for and anime. And these are all like kids that are prodigies at what they do. In the first game, there's an ultimate bike gang leader. There's an ultimate karate expert. There's the ultimate swimmer. Like, the ultimate baseball player. And you play all of them, or you get to pick? No, you play as the lucky student who got just drafted into this school of, like, greatest of the greats. The protagonist. Yep. Blank template character. Yeah. Yeah. And the first game, that impact, when you first find that out, was so crazy i'm like nah this isn't how this game's gonna go down 
and it's a visual novel. So, like, it, there's not action to it. There's, like, it takes a while for the story to progress. But when you get to, like, talk to other students and stuff in the school in the same situation you're in, and then they freaking die two chapters later or something, you're like, fuck, this is rough. <laughs> yeah, I was saying that's a really cool concept for uh, anime, but shit, for uh, a game? That sounds really fun. The anime of the making? first game was kind of hard to watch did they animate what you're describing yeah. now at the school that's yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome dude that's definitely worth uh, Chris checking Sabat out does the guy with the pompadour my favorite character yes. from one Ooh. so he gets like that really angry vegeta when he's like pissed off and he's gonna kick the hell out of you and then when something like a bomb goes off he sounds like kubar he's like what the hell was that i could have died it's amazing yeah man i really gotta get into that it's a fun game series Really fun game series. I've been watching a lot of Let's Plays, like Until Dawn, all the Dark Pictures games. Ooh, Man, yo, they fun. And uh, Little Hope. I love them. And I tried to find more, and there was no more, and I got so sad. You know, classic anime syndrome. Yeah. But yeah, man, dude, shoot. I think, yeah, I think you're, you're pushing me, man. I pushed you onto a lot of anime. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do Danganronpa. No. I gotta do Space Dandy, no, no, no. too. What you gotta oh, do is read Space the Pokemon Dandy. manga. Pokemon special. Y'all want to see some good villains? Everyone listening to this, go take the time and read that. Go, go take your time and read the Pokemon special mangas. Like I wait for the Sword and Shield one to update every month. Like it's it's great. I got like thirty chapters in, and it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Characters are great. Their development is great. The villains of every arc, like you actually get to see more of them and. It gives them real deep credit to all of them, like characters of their own. There's so much content. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of scary. <laughs> yep. There's so many volumes, bro. Oh my god, so many games. But we're pokey totally, nerds. Totally worth it though. We're big pokey boys. Grown up pokey boys. So who we got? Who else we got? Yeah, you got another one, Cookerson? Oh man, I think I'm gonna drop the. Uh, let's get this one out of the way. This is the classic, everyone hates this anime villain. Everybody knows this anime villain. People who don't even know the show or even know about anime know what this motherfucker did to his family. We're going to talk about the family annihilator, Shout Tucker. Oh, oh. oh man. <coughs> I didn't see that coming. Who? Really? Wow. Shout Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist. Everybody hates his guts. He's top tier fucked up. Yeah, man. I and was... he perfectly embodies that type of killer, the family annihilator. He's the ex-alchemist scientist. Everybody wanted him to come out and make the Chimera. He was set on it. He's like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to evolve humanity. I'm going to bring it to the next level, and I'm going to do it all to make my family proud and make everybody happy and happy. proud of me. And then he just was like, oh, you know what? What if we just take my wife and we just try to turn her into an animal? Oh, didn't work. Oh, wait, it totally Oops. worked. Oops. It speaks. It All it says is kill me, buddy. It speaks. Yeah, that yeah. shit was sad. Uh, like, and that twist, too. What pisses too. me off the most about him is, sure, like, he did that and all, but he takes credit like he did this, like, really, really great science experiment when it was just what Joseph Mengele did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whom? Uh, the, he was a, he was Nazi a Holocaust scientist. Oh, doctor. okay. Yeah. All right. He would experiment on people, too. No, yeah. you're 100% thing. right. It's literally the same mentality. It's same like, thing. I'm going to do this amazing feat of science. And it's like, 
to what benefit? And then like Ed's none like of your work is useful. Out and he's like, I don't know why you're mad, dude. Look what I can do. It's like that's awesome. A psychological defense, so like his mind doesn't break. He I like had to go. Did. He had to take oh, that path. It did. We stand scar. I, we were just talking about uh, like who was the best villain in FMA? Like, is it Wrath? Is it uh, Envy? Or is it uh, is it Father? But fuck, dude, it's Shao Tucker. No, it's Shao Tucker. Tucker's the biggest piece of crap. Envy's the most enjoyable villain from FMA. Yeah. I Wait. loved Envy and all his bullshit. When you put your daughter inside your dog, you <laughs> you kind of you kind of bump yourself up the list of uh, yeah, negative impact on the world. Shoot straight I to the top. pictured a mech suit battle <laughs> with a little child oh, piloting no. a dog. Now he's the real monster. Yeah, I guess we go oh, to Ava now, huh? You said you had a guy, a guy for Neon Genesis Evangelion Space Kook, right? Yeah, of course. Please, please tell me. We're going to talk about the big boy himself in the glasses and the gloves. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ramio. We, we t- oh, no. Everyone's no, 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 favorite no. angel. We talked We talked about the greatest father in anime, Toguro. Now we're going to talk about the worst. The one? absolute worst father in anime possible. Akari? No. Goku's a worse dad. Oh. All right, yeah, that's fair. That's Goku, fair. Goku's a far worse dad than Gendo. But I got to give it to Goku. At least he's not building robots out of his wife to put his son in. <laughs> like, no, Goku <laughs> just goes one step further in a villain route and just puts multiple universes online for some good old-fashioned fist fighting. And puts his family in danger. Son, Which time? Son in danger. Every Which time. time? Every time. Okay. I'm just saying he. That's so he yeah, does. everyone, Goku, S tier villain. <laughs> but uh, wow. Yeah. So about this uh, worst dad. What is? What's his full name? Him? I I want to say Gendo Ikari. Gen- Gendo Ikari. Gendo Ikari. Uh, it, it's, uh, everything about him just screams villain. From like the way they show you him visually, the way he communicates with every other character, the way every other character has to go about interacting in a specific way around him he just like breathes this like aura of terrible terrible dad (laughs) yeah they did a good job of that with the whole directing and all that like he wrote off his son and just sent his son away to school and the second he's like ah you know what i actually do need that kid shit he doesn't even go to get him himself yeah he's a busy man he's a busy man you never know what he's thinking until, like, the very end, either. And, like, he has a heart. He really cares. It's just he can't go about it the right way. And that's that's where his real problems lie. You're in right. In my opinion. Like, he really means well. Like, I, I noticed it on the scene where, like, um, Ray is test piloting the one Ava unit, but it malfunctions. And he, like, burns his own hands trying to open up the, the Oh, pod trying to get, get out of the pod, yeah. yeah. It seems like, like he, he had tunnel cared. vision love. That's why he wears these like gloves. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like he only had like he had a lot of love, but he just he couldn't spread it. He had to focus it on one thing. Yeah, at a time. Yeah. He also just like Shinji, had that whole uh, hedgehog dilemma, where one, the closer you get, the more it just hurts you to get close to him. Oh, I never heard of this dilemma. Well, look at Shinji throughout the whole show. Hug a hedgehog? No, that's it probably why. Oh, they're very small only too. If you're weak. <laughs> yeah not if you're boo can we talk about boo yet yeah we can talk oh about boo. boy good old planet bursting boo boo from dragon ball Z. yeah 
the last villain of the last arc. I love Kid Boo. I thought it was so scary that, like, Super Boo, who, after absorbing Gotenks and Piccolo and Gohan, his power was astronomical. So they ripped them all out, and then Fat Boo too, and he turns down this little kid, and his power drops so much. And they're like, oh, this is fine. We can totally kick his ass now. Blows up the planet. That, that was a head trip right then and there. And watching him fight is a treat. He doesn't take it seriously. He's just having fun. I remember watching that originally, like, was it was Aaron on Toonami? Yeah. I just remember as a kid, I was just so disappointed when it went from, like, that medium-sized Boo, Super Boo, down to Kid Boo. And I was so bummed out. But the older I get and, like, the longer I spend, like, thinking about that character, he's terrifying. Yeah. He's a little nightmare. Yep. Like, they could not stop him. Super Saiyan 3 Goku, Super Saiyan 2 Vegeta, multiple tries, Fat Boo, Hercule stalling him, and all he did was have fun with it. Oh, yeah. I he caught a spirit bomb. He caught the spirit bomb, like, made from, like, a lot of the universe itself, and it just throws it back, too. Like, that whole fight was just so anxiety-inducing. Would, would you say he's your favorite villain of all time? Yeah, favorite anime villain. What if he wasn't pink? What if he was blue? Blue's the reason I like the color if he was pink. Shiny. Oh, okay. He was like a huge wow. reason of why the shiny. color pink, I think, is like one of the most powerful colors. Shit, bro. I mean, you got me sold. I so I, I'm hopping on the pink train too, man. I play with like only like pink sleeves in my card games now. It's oh. like I'm slowly enveloping this color off of pink. See. It's, I like got pink stealing your, it's like booze absorption. No, I'm just stealing your swag. backwards, you guys can have the pink. Oh, thanks. It's but just one of those colors that you don't see people really rocking, you know? Nah. There's a lot. Boo's a complicated fucking character, bro. Because they... There's Boo's a lot. has been around. Uh, Toriyama said he's been around since time immemorial. That's right. In an interview when they were talking about Super. So that itself is, like, kind of weird. That's an anomaly. And, like, it's, I always thought it was weird when, like, Weiss didn't know him in the uh, Beerus movie. Oh. Beer, Weiss did not – or maybe Weiss not is an angel, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So an angel who is supposed to follow around the god of destructions since the beginning of time in those universes doesn't know Boo. Yeah, that, so nothing is prepared of, for this. Yeah, it, it was weird to me. Well, also, you got to think about, like, Boo's PR. You know what I mean? Like – Boo's been around for a long time. He's been evil. But Boo wasn't always, like, kid Boo. You know what I mean? Like, most of the Boo's existence was no, as that was most a different of his form. Existence. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, when I didn't was, know that. He knows. When Bibbity first, <laughs> like, put him in, like, that little mind control-y type deal, it was kid Boo. And as kid Boo kept fighting things and killing things, Kai's got involved. Super Boo is when he absorbed, like, the really big, muscular South Kai. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then after that, right. now he's intelligent and, like, twice as strong. So he just kind of rampaged, like, the Hulk. But then when he met, like, the Supreme Kai of the time, who was basically Fat Boo, but without the antenna and pink skin, he was just chubby with a purple mohawk. And he absorbed him because I remember this flashback now. Oh, yeah, dude. I feel like I'm in this flashback now. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, like, Boo... Boo's absorption technique itself was super scary. Because if he can't beat you, he eat you. <laughs> and I, I 
respect that too. Yeah, I mean, Damn, dude, you, you, I eat you. All your like D and D characters and stuff like that. They got absorption powers. No, no, they no, squishy my, boys. My one, my one just can do what uh Miggy does from Parasite. That's but it's all homebrew D and D stuff. Yeah, I ain't gonna get into that on this podcast right now. But yeah, man. I mean, shit. We all got different favorite villains from DB Dragon Ball, I believe. Jivo, mm-hmm. what's yours? Mine would be Baby. Uh, he is from Dragon Ball GT. It's the only Dragon Ball that's not canon because it wasn't created by the creator. But I think Baby Baby Vegeta technically is like my favorite. Baby's just cool because he's like a little parasite that is basically he's the last of his kind. Uh, and he basically is all about like mind control, body control. Like he'll just he'll he searches. Well, he wants revenge on all the Saiyans, but he searches for the strongest guy. Can't find Goku, so he gets Vegeta. Uh, takes over Vegeta's body and then basically brainwashes all of Earth to do his bidding. That must have pissed Vegeta off so oh, much. Oh, to know bro. that, like, some mm-hmm. dude took his body and, like, did more work with it, uh, like, went stronger. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, and, and the never... fact that it was looking for the strongest and it settled for Vegeta. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Pissed oh, him yeah. off so I'm, much. I couldn't find too. Goku. This is after Vegeta told Bobby, like, yeah, you can never take over my it's... mind totally because I'm so prideful. What actually happened Oops. was the fact that Goku's such a horrible father is what saved him because Baby took over his son's body, went home, and was like, hey, Mom, where's Dad? And Mom was like, I don't know. <laughs> so then he went and was like, all right, I guess I got to get Vegeta because nobody knows where Goku is. His own son. Hey, Mom, where's Dad? I don't know. I thought you were going to say Jiren. No, I do like Jiren. you got Jiren. a lot of respect for Jiren. I do like Jiren. He's he's very strong, super powerful, Uh. He's just one of those opponents that, like, you can't underestimate him because he literally does nothing for the whole show. And then when he finally does, like, move, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, we underestimated this guy the whole time. Like, you kind of just forgot about him. He has a cool, like, but, whole psychology thing going on because, like, he, he's not, like, evil, you know? Right. But he's just the strongest. It's, uh, yeah. But it's he the is whole, like, thing a villain. Justice troopers. That's what they are. They fight for justice and, like, pride. And... Yeah. He's kind of beyond that, but, though. Oh, yeah. But yeah. my my favorite villain, he's the best one. It's Frieza. Really? All right, only in wow. Super can I actually agree that Frieza's a good villain. Really, in Super, I hate. I don't Frieza. know, man. I feel I like I gotta go with Franny from the he original. Into a bitch in Super. He's the most entertaining. Yeah. By far, man, he yeah. cracks me the fuck up. And it's a uh, Genkai. Frieza is Genkai. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, the voice actor. Frieza. <laughs> you stupid monkeys. <laughs> Yeah. What did you, you say? Use K. Oh, does it sound no, no, dimwit? What did you say? Uh, how Frieza is like, Frieza is like a total hyperspace racist. Oh, that that yeah, <laughs> dude. That the Broly movie had me screaming in theater. Basically, at the Hello Monkey scene, I was like, wow, they really took a book, a page right out of Christopher Columbus's book, didn't they? <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's not why I like him though. No, I no, don't. no, no. I like Frieza in Super <laughs> because Frieza's like smug attitude that was around in Z is now like more flushed out and it's just more enjoyable too. I yeah. couldn't stand Frieza throughout his whole arc. He is like the main, I would say like the main villain of Dragon Ball. Like if you think of Dragon Ball, most people probably think of Frieza. Yeah. He's and so villains. damn cool. He's also, like, the first. Well, no. I was about to say, he's got block time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in Super. Like, he's so much more entertaining in Super because, like, you have all this context of, like, oh, man, this is Frieza. Like, whoa. I just don't like good guy Frieza. It's a dope I name. Bad guy Frieza. 
I mean, he's still like, bad, but he's incredibly like incredibly bold to call him good guy at all. <laughs> he was just saving his own empire and ass fighting in that tournament. Of he powers. was, you're right. But he did it with style. Like Buzz right. Lightning. He pretended to be good. Like there were so you're many right, times he scenes... was like, I could kill him. I could kill oh, yeah, him. Oh yeah, he almost killed right Gohan now. with Frost. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, let's just kill this guy. And, and then he actually stuck through for his universe. Like, yeah. Yep. yeah, you never knew his intentions the whole time. He's just so was. smug. And that fucking cute ass face. Are you kidding me? <laughs> his face is face. so. I just want to squish it, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm I've never heard face. anyone describe Frieza like this. I'm actually glad I get to hear this. He's tonight. so cute, man. That's hilarious to me because I find a completely different part of Frieza extremely interesting. Those weird purple like exo shell things he has on his shoulders yeah. and his head yeah. i don't know what it was or how might have been how they colored it but every time i see those things i'm like man i wonder what those things feel like what <laughs> you think they just feel like glossy bowling balls no, or do you like, think they feel like skin like what are those you ever like see like a really old sports car that after it just got waxed it, mm. run your hand across that it's probably it's like a, the a same metallic kind of yeah I, I've always thought of, like, combing my hair while looking on Frieza's forehead. It's a perfect mirror. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your favorite form of Frieza? Mine would have to be the second form where he's got the... He looks like Alien. Oh, no, that's, that's third. third. That's Yo, third. Yo, second form, form with the big-ass horns. Yeah. That one's... Mm. That's the one where he talks the most. It's definitely the best. I also like Mecha. I like Mecha, Mecha, Mecha Frieza, Mecha Frieza, but, yeah. like, he's not as powerful. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of replacing what was lost. It's just lost. cool, like, the half-robot. Yeah. I, I no. like the whole half-robot. Mecha shit. Robot kicks in the wiener a lot, though, from what I remember from that movie. I feel like Vegeta that specifically was, was gets cooler. his dick kicked in. Oh. You're thinking the cooler movie. Yeah, the cooler no, movie. No, there's, there's a scene where they're fighting the robots, and I'm, I'm pretty sure one of them gets it really good. I know Goku yeah, no, straight I know up gets you're dick punched of. by uh, Android 13 in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> straight up just, like, <laughs> like this no, in the meta cooler movie after the second one, um, there's the scene where like cooler does an NFL punt, and uh, to be honest with you, that's why it took Dragon Ball Super for Vegeta to have another kid. That's why it took that Still long. recovering. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that it, was the artist in you, Space Cook. I noticed the shoulder blades. Just <laughs> Space Cook. He's nice. not wrong though, because I'm looking at him and it's like, he just are they bowling? It for everybody. Are they gel? Are they hard? Yeah, like, right. I'm like, what, what is that they? made out of? We gotta find out. Uh, I'm with <laughs> you. I like armor. I'm with you though, Jivo. Third form's the coolest looking one because like I, I do like the alien movies. Yeah. Big ass head. And watching him like go from getting beat up to by Piccolo to going yeah. with his little finger blasties. That yeah, was those crazy. little lasers, yeah. Can we talk about Promised Neverland now? You guys know I want to talk about Isabella. You mean Mom? Mama? Yeah. I don't know anything about Promised Neverland, so you're going to have to lay it, it on season me. Season 2 just started. You should definitely watch it. It's yeah. cool. So, Promised Neverland, the mother from the first season, Isabella. She's the best. She's a wife of material as hell. She's mm-hmm. evil as shit, dude. <laughs> but she's beautiful. Really is she's man. really pretty she's got really pretty eyes yeah she's a, she, the apex mother the dami mommy <laughs> she's a survivor man you honestly don't know what her intentions are because it's like is she looking out for the kids or is she looking out for herself at the end of the day she's a victim of the world she was born into man very circumstantial the way That's she grew why i don't really see her as like a whole villain she's just a product of her environment after the scene at the wall i was like 
dude, mm. I'm still wondering if we're gonna see my dude, my boy. I haven't seen my boy yet. Is Phil in season two, dude? He's gotta be. They mentioned He's him. Gotta be. But she was, she may have not been the one to break free when she was a kid. Right. But she raised her children so well. She had the opportunity to. She that they were the ones that were able to do it, man. Yeah. And she gave her kid the best love, the best care, the best education and inspiration to grow into like an incredibly open-minded, like super bro, super yeah. Chad, super versatile. And she, she raised all these kids full of wonder and hope, you know? And, like, it just gave them that that drive that she never had as a kid. I mean, she did have it. She had the opportunity. Like, she was on the wall. She could have escaped. But when the mom, like, no, came she... and offered her a hand and was like, let's go, she went. Whereas, like, Emma and them was like, nah. Like, they had the courage. To she was by them. herself. That that's what, what, she that's by what herself. it really is. Because but... the rest of them had... That whole group they had to plan. help with the plan. There's also the gap. She had to cross the gap to get into the woods. Yeah. There's these, like that cliff. These children almost like vindicate her efforts, like her struggle, her yeah. pain by by breaking free. Like I yeah. like to think she when she let her hair down on the wall, like it speaks a lot. And and like that might be one of the things. So she doesn't even say she's like, I hope you survive. I hope you get what you're looking for. Do what I couldn't. Shit basically. was powerful, bro. She's the life I couldn't live. I, th- th- she was so scary when she wanted to be scary, but she was at her scariest when oh, yeah. she was when like, she... when she was being motherly. Yeah, was... that was like when she no, she no. knew Mm-mm. she knew that you knew, so she grabbed the, the like the youngest kid, the infant, and she just held it and looked at you like, "Hey, are you gonna leave hey. when I got this in my hand?" Yeah, there there was one scene with her that actually really hard spooked me. And that was uh, the scene with, like, when Emma didn't know she was right there. And Norman, like, Norman's whole face changes and everything. And Emma looks, and she's just, like, smiling. No, her eyes are just, like, they're kind of oh, dead yeah. looking. And she's leaning, like, at the same height as Emma, like, this far away. And Emma, who's, like, the naturally physically gifted one, the one who can run for two days straight and climb a wall and hear things that no one else can. Nope. It was just mother was right there and it was the spookiest look too is that when emma's like i hope connie's all right and yeah. she's smiling and she's really asking about like yeah i know about connie and then mother looks that like, bends over looks at her in the eye and she's like smiles and like tilts her head and she's like she's fine i'm sure she's doing just great you little bitch pretty yeah. much <laughs> you could just see the malice like leaking out of her this that. scene too the first scene when she finds the bunny and oh like her eyes God. light up like she's like like looking like she's Who's gonna murder he? these kids. Yeah. Like, who the fuck disobeyed my rules? That's Yo. like that's the first scene where you're like, oh, you don't fuck with mom. I think she's my second favorite villain. You of don't all fuck time, with mom, man. dude. You don't. And no. she's similar to Tagora. Tagora, when you mentioned the bunny, like she kept the bunny yeah, in her bro, office. She, she kept keeps everything. She, she keeps one pictures. thing from every child. Yes. That gets adopted. It's like a memory. Cause she does like. There's a part of her that does care, but it's, it's just the world she's in. You know who else keeps trophies? Serial killers. That's what I'm saying. Is it sadistic or is it memory? <laughs> I don't think that's a mom thing. <laughs> <laughs> they both do it, right? But they just do a really good job at, like, you don't know what her intentions are. Her, she mm-hmm. They wrote her own lullaby, like her own song for I it. I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah, Pinky loved that shit. Love that shit. Dude. Oh, my God. The Campbell work and, like, does so much for her character with the, with the faces. They kill it in Promise yeah. Neverland. Yeah, man. So I just wanted to mention her. I love her so much. She gives me Stockholm Syndrome. 
<laughs> like hard. She's the master manipulator, and she, I wanted to be my mommy. Yo, I totally got one like that, and it's Medusa Gorgon. Yo, oh, I love. I wonder Medusa. if you're gonna mention her from Soul Eater. Yeah, see, like I don't want to talk too much about her because I talked about her as a waifu, but I want to talk about her achievements as a villain too. Her, her feet? No, <laughs> that was like. <laughs> All right, she almost <laughs> caught me slipping. But but uh she as a villain was really scary. She was brilliant. She manipulated everything. Other witches, an immortal, had a plan to revive like the Kishin, who was just the embodiment of fear, fought death, almost killed death. Her magic was crazy too. She was hot as hell, dude. Hot ass snake lady. She is horrified. As a villain, she really scares the hell out of me. She's short too, right? Yeah, she's not that tall. She's, she's like, so hot, dude, with her sleeveless hoodie. Yeah, the sleeveless hoodie goes hard. Yeah. The snake tattoos are cool. No shoes. Her vector arrows are really cool. <laughs> her the vector face. arrow magic is like really cool because all she's got to do is just have it pop under you and you come right to her and she could just kick your head in or use it on herself to avoid something. All the arrows that she'd summon. And also, her as a mother is probably the worst of her. How she treated Krona was just disgusting. Yeah. Like, okay, kill this little dragon. And he's like, but I don't want it. She'd lock him in like a dark room where like the black blood in him would just hurt him. Oh, man. She'd come back two days later and be like, you gonna do it now? He's like, no. Slams the door shut again. It's like, wow. Watching her, she's evil as hell. The the art style in Soul Eater uh, kind of takes away a lot of that like horror aspect of it. Yeah. Like I, I'm just starting to realize it now that you're describing it. But when I was watching it, it just didn't see it didn't hit me that hard. The no. evilness because of the art, I think. The art's weird and like goofy and. But I appreciate. It. I wouldn't want it any other way. But they also, when it came time to like make her really scary looking in the art. Like they gave she's, her that yeah, snake she's face, really hot. Just like you knew, you knew she's <laughs> the closest thing to a snake you're actually gonna get. Yeah, hot as hell, snake ladies. There's probably other snake ladies, but they don't measure up. Oh man, Masa I never. Mitsune is pretty good. Yeah, and they then there's cool uh, snakes. There's a uh, what the hell is the the ultimate the ultimate show the highest rated show on my anime list at one time. Oh, interspecies uh, reviewers, Species they gotta Review. have snake girls in there. We gotta put them, put them up against what Medusa. Interspecies reviewers, baby. I'm shocked you haven't heard of that. It is like literally three dudes going around and like clapping cheeks of every like anime. She's on Hanime.net? What is this? Hanime.net. <laughs> yeah, the guy just goes around and he's got a rate. He's like, I got a, like a government. I don't even know. I never watched. I gotta watch. But his job is to rate how good the sex is with every single species. Wait. Like that's everything hilarious. from like harpies to succubi to, to pixies, yeah, like little things, big things, ugly things, octopus things. girl, because yes, why gotta not? Fuck them all. Yep, gotta fuck them all. It's a genius gotta anime. Fuck them all. Gotta fuck them all. Yeah, and gotta the... fuck them all in a species. What is it called? <laughs> 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 yeah, and Nuxtaku, the god, the the Rankafe boy. We love him. Yeah. He uh got like his fan base to like he just got everybody to rank it so high that it shot to the top of my anime list and they had to like they they had to go in and manually like review like take it down. Yeah. That's and then Funimation funny. dropped to it nerf because it. it was controversial. Yeah. Uh, it was, I mean it's pretty good. It sounds like it could be. Actually, but they dropped worse shit than that. 
Franny, you brought up a really good point. I forgot him on my list. Nux Taku. Yeah. That's a villain. Nux Taku, yeah. It's all in the voice. He comes out, and he's like, hello, everyone. And you're like, all right, this guy's funny, Joker. but he's, he's a monster. He's like the if you can push something like Interspecies Reviewer to the top of Mal, he's like giving us a small taste of like what's going to happen when he takes over Earth. Yeah, he always nerfs himself. He's too powerful. He needs to be nerfed. He scares yeah. me. He's a YouTuber, guys. Check him out. He's amazing. Nux with an X and an N. But and a K. No, I'm don't, don't confuse him. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just... Anyway. So I got a pick, yo. I haven't said a pick in a minute. I got a pick. What it this, is. This pick, uh, I think he's one tell. of the best villains. Uh, Light Yagami from Death Note. I can't believe you said Light Yagami, bro. Dude, Light, what? Light is the villain, So dude. you're an L-Simp. We were just talking about this before you got here about yeah. how, how we were like, you know what? If you think if you think Light's the villain, I don't think you watched the show. Light is the villain. Wait, <laughs> what do you mean the power went to his head? He went crazy with power. I mean, yeah. That, I'll give you that. Why. I'll give you that. That's that's why. Like he started off good. He started off like oh, I'm gonna rid the world, but like that's his own. He's talking about Death Note too. Yeah, I don't know what if I you said mentioned. Death Note. You might I thought have. I said it. You may but have. If you haven't watched Death Note, watch it. It's one of the my favorite shows. The I protagonist. Love. He's a villain. He is the protagonist. It's different. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, in his mind, he has the ability to rid the world of evil people. But who gives him, like, you know, who makes him God? Why does he get to decide that? Yes. That's the whole... I, I do get it. Beauty like, of the show. He starts mm-hmm. off with criminals, robbers, people like that. But then, like, the power gets to his head, you know? And eventually it's anybody who crosses him at that point. It's, it's almost like... Like Walter a Mad White King disease. From Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's like he didn't want to be the villain, but sometimes you, you got to look after yourself, put yourself before others, and it turns you into a villain. Like, absolute power corrupts yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It was like the the first king from Berserk. Yeah. It's yeah. like you, oh, yeah. you start off good, but you have to do bad in order to like survive and live, you know? Yeah, beautiful shit. Death Note. But, but that's, light, that's why. It's a little controversial. That's why I think he's the villain. Just because of the power. The power to his head. And why does he get to decide? Who made him God? Incredible character, man. Really well fleshed out. Take a fucking ride with Light Yagami, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really think L is the villain? You get to know his whole family and shit. It's really deep. You do. I don't think L's the villain. I, don't, I wouldn't. I don't know who's the villain. Oh, he I th- is I the thought villain. that's what you were getting. I think L's the villain because I think he causes him to. I think he makes uh, Light to escalate. Oh. Yeah. I think Light. I think Light would have just cruised along on his right. little like death row alone, inmate or... killing yeah. spree. But the tighter the circle gets around him because of uh, L, just the more and more he has to think outside of the box yeah, and, like, kill weird people stuff. and, he like, kill people he himself. wouldn't usually. That's that's basically what I was trying to say. Uh, it's, like, what makes him – is he the villain or is he not the villain? Because it's all, it's, it's all up to interpretation, you know? But I do agree with that. If L never came along, then – Light totally wouldn't have gone off the rails. I agree with that. Who you got, Space Coop? What you got next? So you guys are pulling out some some heavy hitters now. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one with a body count in here. I'm gonna say the number one headband from Afro Samurai. Damn. Damn. Because if you think about it, not only the character in the movie. If you haven't seen Afro Samurai movie, like you guys are missing out. That yeah, that rips. We're rips. watching it on Toonami a lot. That's it. But for those of you who don't know, in that movie there are two headbands, and they're worn by the two strongest 
in the world. So the number one headband is the strongest. He's the best, or he or she, whoever possesses it. And the only person who can challenge the number one headband is the number two headband. And the number two headband can be challenged by anyone. Right. So anyone in the world can try and get the, he- the number two headband. But it's like a curse because now everyone's gunning for you because everybody wants that number one spot. Right. That's the only you can fight. That's cool. If you really think about it, the protagonist is the number one, or excuse me, the antagonist is the number one headband itself. Because if it wasn't for the number one spot and everyone gunning for it, you wouldn't have the like trail of blood and death that you end up with with the number two headband. That's deep, yeah. It's yeah. basically saying like money money is the root of all evil. Like the number what? one headband is the root of all evil. Okay. So Afro Samurai smokes Kush, right? Pretty much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so does, Wait, what? where so did you get that? Does, does the number one guy smoke Kush? No, actually, you know what? I take that back. I'm pretty sure that Afro Samurai doesn't smoke Kush. Not I'm even pretty spliffs? Sure, I'm pretty sure he smokes just spliffs. Swag. Samuel Jackson's like his uh, imaginary crazy head friend, right? So like you know they're gonna be smoking something good. Hell yeah! I would love to have Samuel L. Jackson as my like hallucination friend. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be a great one. Yeah, dude. He yeah, him just telling telling you stuff while he's blowing smoke. Nothing better than that. But only in Mace Windu's outfit, dressed up as Mace Windu. Yeah, I was thinking the the suit from a. Pulp Fiction ooh, and that and that tight ooh. small afro that shit was sick he had the like, Jerry Curl afro she was bad <laughs> but, uh, Jules I couldn't think of his name dude should we go should we oh man we got so much villains that we can mention I don't know if we should go into like Hunter Hunter or Naruto we can do a lightning round here's what I'll have to say about Naruto villains I think the most interesting and good looking like aesthetically Naruto villains are always the fucking hench people. All these guys, like the sound ninjas and Zabuza. Yeah, yeah Zabuza. His like, character design was fucking amazing. All of these guys that come out of the first like season are like so sick. Even Orochimaru, man. But man. they're they just get, yeah. you know, like they get nerfed by the rest of the show because that's how it works. You gotta get like stronger, crazier yeah, dudes. Power that power comes. creep. Yo. But man, I some of those guys have like the coolest designs and like weirdest jutsus. I just think they're like super creative. I think those guys are way more interesting than like the big bad like Madara. Yeah, we were talking about Madara, and we we kind of decided he's a little overrated. Like the legend of Madara outshadows Madara himself yeah, by a long shot. He was so hyped up throughout the show, and then we hardly see him, and we don't get much of his backstory. I learned a little bit about it, and then I found out that he's gay. <laughs> I love this theory. Please do tell. Yeah, Madara's gay, dude. All he does, Hashirama. He lo- and when they were kids, like Hashirama, like offers himself as a as a sacrifice to like stop the war and like make peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Madara was like, "No, no, don't kill yourself. Chill, Daddy." He challenges him too. He's like, Daddy. he's like, you know what? everything's cool if you just kill yourself and he's like all right yeah i'm gonna do that And he's like wait no i was kidding he's don't like, daddy do chill don't do that please i love you <laughs> he never had kids he simps over all he all he wants to do is bang hashirama he's got the wood style jutsu how do you not want that wood it all it all makes you sense. made that joke thank you 
Thank you. He's just a huge moderate simp, dude. Me and Pink have been playing footsies under the table for like an hour now. Holy <laughs> moly. I just keep touching something, and I look up, and he's just looking at me, and I'm like, what are we going to do now? What's what's happening? So Hashirama, I mean, moderate, he's just a, a simp. He's a rage simp. He's mm. like gay Vegeta. Oh. Wow. Wow. Wow, you're really gonna insult Vegeta like that? Wow, I was We're gonna say that. That's it's a not great an insult, metaphor. bro. He's even greater. Yeah, it's just they had a really bad breakup when they were kids, and he just never got over it. He never had kids. He's I mean, an old gay shinobi, <laughs> that, and he's old school as hell. You know, Madara is really old school, and like old school guys, like a lot of them are gay, but they just like are afraid to oh, admit it like because that. of old societal norms and shit like that. Yeah, they just hide it under their bravado. Yeah, man, he loves Puffs that wood chest too. out. It makes a lot of sense, dude. Yeah, his Susano looking hella feminine. But dude, Pain was such a better <laughs> villain. Oh, Pain was a great villain. I, you know, actually, I think about it, and my favorite Naruto villain is Kabuto. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. yeah, because of like another another manipulative sack of shit. Yeah, he, and he was a this. sleeper, bro. Yeah, he was a sleeper. Shout out to Abraxas in the Discord. One of um, our day ones, man. He loves Kabuto. Made some sick AMVs choice. about him too. Uh, also, Orochimaru is a great villain too. He is. Orochimaru is like how you can't get rid of him. It's like Yo. a constant level of like, just I I don't feel safe knowing that he'll always be coming back, mm-hmm. and you don't know what his intentions are. It's like Boo. No, Boo was just destructive. Orochimaru is kind of like Snake Hisoka, but worse. <laughs> Hisoka, he's a great villain. Yeah, from Hunter Hunter. Once again, I don't know if I'd call him a villain. And he's kind of just like a... He's not a good person by any means. He just likes to fight. That's all he wants to do. He yeah, he's kind of like Askeladd. Reminds me of Askeladd a little bit. He just has a goal. And he yeah. just follows it over everything. Like Griffith, like mm-hmm. Askeladd. Great character. Great character uh, design. That that whole like personality thing. Follow your goal over, over everything. Kind of like Degoro, too. Yeah. Yeah, we love that shit, I guess. Huh? Actually, I also want to clear this up. Hisoka is not a pedophile. I didn't say it. People do, though. People yeah. do, though, and it gets it kind of gets under my skin because they're like, oh, he's a pedophile because he's, like, staring at God and killing his ass. No. Think of how hard he simps on Crollo as well. It's just powerful people. However, these two powerful people happen to be 13-year-old kids. So he's, like, kind of low-key grooming in a way, I guess. But Sounds like high-key grooming. Yeah, it's high <laughs> kid. Yeah, he gets fight boners. Yeah. He just wants to fight. He gets boners. Legitimately swings mid-fight after getting punched in the face. That would terrify an opponent. Yeah, I'd be demoralized. I, I would probably try to leave Heaven's Arena right then and there if really the clown scared. got a boner after I punched it. Hisoka's hot as hell too, bro. I'm a little jealous. I remember seeing him in the taking a bath? And Biscuit... I love Bisky's reaction for that. Did she get flustered? She she just kind of got heart-eyed and like, oh, I didn't know this was here on the island. Oh, boy. He's a chiseled god. Yeah. But he takes off the paint, takes off the makeup. But Miriam, is, he is Miriam? I, I think from Hunter Hunter? Merwin? Merwin? That's right. Pretty sure it's the pronunciation. But Thank you. <laughs> Merwin's awesome. Merlin's so cool, and his growth makes him even cooler. I was just thinking about him looking like a green penis, and then you said growth. (laughs) 
Hey man, um, look at some of like the manga covers. He's got a full package. Oh really? It's like Doctor Manhattan, but like not as long. <laughs> I don't, dude. Yep, that's that's Marilyn as a character, everyone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Great villain. <laughs> his his growth is why I like Marilyn because he starts out as like you this. Gotta choose your words wisely. Oh yeah, my bad. He's literally addicted. his character development. Is why I enjoy him because he starts out as this like asshole who kills his own mother when he's born, goes around just eating his own kind and doing what he wants to, finding someone he actually values because they're better at something than him, and then he gets like a protectful nature, like he starts to actually open his heart up. Yeah, the tragedy of perfection, man. Mm-hmm. The tragedy of of, of mastering things. Like... And he was born knowing he's basically God too. Yeah. So that that doesn't help his case. It it's dude, it's one of the most poetic ways endings ever with Medium. And Nero even says too, he's like, You are on the cusp of like both full like of both human and ant, and it's a damn shame I have to do this. Yeah. Dude, that final fight, the good guy goes up against Merriam, and then it's they kind of roll reverse like they swap roles real quick like miriam starts looking like the good guy and then and netero kind of looks like a monster but but yeah he's doing what he has to do also i netero kind of is a monster netero doesn't believe in like equality netero only believes in the powerful that's a, yeah, it's there there's some shit we can dig into with that, yeah. Like Netero's not a good person either. Great chairman for the Hunters Association, but I wouldn't want him in charge of like human resources at all. Dude, I to- <laughs> I can totally see that. That's that's eye opening. For sure. What else we got, man? Genthru. You can talk about Genthru if you want to talk <laughs> about cool hunter villains, but Oh. That's he's just like a psychotic bomber. Yeah, it's like, the there's bomb. nothing too great about him, but he is good to bring up as a mention. Yes. That was a fun arc. What do you got, Jeevo? I got one, dude. I don't even know what to say about him now because I've learned so much more. I don't really want to spoil anything, but the Beast Titan from Attack on Titan, dude, when, mm. like, I used to think he was the best villain. He is by far like the best villain in that show. I don't even know if he's a villain. That's what's so good. I don't know anybody's agendas. Like... I love when a show, like, paints somebody as a villain, but then they show you a good side, and, like, you're conflicted, and you're like, I don't know. Like, what are his morals? The morality, Basically, yeah. like, I want to get inside of his head, and I don't know, because he acts like he's on this side, but then he's on this side, he's on this side. The Beast Titan is basically, like, the commander of the Titans, in a way. Uh, he is... He's the mastermind. He's the mastermind. He's the brains. He's the bronze. He, he has the ability to speak and communicate with Titans. Uh, he can do so much. I'm not even going to go into detail about it because it will be spoiling shit. But basically, dude, the Beast Titan, you don't fuck with the Beast Titan. Yeah, we sent you Beast don't. Titan. Yeah. <laughs> dude, Skate the Infinity, that anime that's airing right now. What's that? that? Finish? Skate the Infinity, skate, the skateboarding yeah, anime. Dude, Bro, yeah. the villain in this show is yeah. fucking amazing. He's a matador. Wait, he's got blue spiky hair. He's, yeah, like a, like, clicks his feet down while he's riding on his longboard and he's like, doing a little dance and he's like falls in love with his opponent and he's like all about finding the strongest opponent very similar to what we just talked about and he just gets like skate boners like 
kind of like Hisoki. He's like, yes, my love. And he just does a little dance and he moves around and he jumps on his board and he like, he's so epic. I love, I wanted to show you guys a video of yeah, him I before we started. I have not heard about this until now. This the sounds amazing. Anime. In yeah, 2021, we're yeah. getting a sk- we have a skateboarding right anime. Yeah. We have a rapping anime too. Hypnosis Mike. I don't know if you've seen it. I think he showed me something from that. I sent you some videos of Hypnosis Mike. I love it. There's no good villain in that though. But dude, the skate villain, he is. I love him so much. Actually, no. <laughs> I was I was gonna say the three people at the end. Like the the queen's team or whatever, like the the director, the ambassador, who's like hosting the whole tournament. She has those three people that are like her own little rat team. They're they're kind of like the villains. Oh, his name is Adam, and he's looking for his Eve, bro. This guy is so good. Wow. I'm gonna show a thing on the TV. I'm definitely gonna have to check this out, though. Oh man, it's such a fun dude. Skate the Infinity is like anime rocket power. It's like what we always wanted. It's so good, bro. So many good feel-good vibes. We're skaters, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we were talking about it on the... Because it's the winter show, right? The winter anime podcast? Yeah. Just, like, shows like that. Like, whenever I watch a skateboarding video, it gets me all hyped in the mood. I'm like, yeah, dude, I want to skate. I can skate. So, like, I can only imagine, like, watching the show and, like... Skateboarding. Get me so hyped. Yeah, I get a huge skateboarder, dude. That's what it is. You watch people skate, you get a skateboarder. You're like, I want to go do that. I could do that. We're getting really wiener. Fall. A lot of wieners going on in this one. I ain't 15 no more. Um, <laughs> no. I, I got another villain, and I don't want to discuss too much into it, because I don't really think he's that evil, I, even though he is the worst part of the whole show and causes all the trouble. Yep, you. Q-bay. Oh. Me? <laughs> yeah. Shit, I said from the start I'm the main villain of Returning Arctog. Yeah, yeah, you ruined the show. No, I'm just, no, I'm um, just <laughs> Kyubei from Madoka Magica is, yeah. in my opinion, a touchy subject because his whole race just—that's just how they are. He, it's what he does is atrocious, but that's because we as humans understand where he goes wrong, where he doesn't see the problem in it. It's like a sociopathic mindset. Yeah, they're not human, so they don't have the human aspect of like ego and like emotion. He, what is he? He's got no monkey in him. He's uh, basically a little cat, a magic cat, that comes down and grants sweet young girls wishes as long as they help fight witches. Red flags. Yeah. Lots of red yeah, flags. But you're also not like a 13-year-old girl who like really wants to ask out her crush I mean, that badly. <laughs> Look at Kook's face. Like, that you know of. Shit, I'm a simp. I might sign a contract. I... Yeah. Dude. What about Yoshikage Kira from JoJo's Part 4? Not my favorite JoJo villain. Honestly, out of all the JoJo villains, I don't like Kira that much. I feel like, you know, after the first three parts, you know, uh, the, the first three parts, the, the Dio trilogy. Yeah. I feel like he came in strong. Because it's hard to step out of Dio's shadow. Talking uh, about Dio. I don't know. Wham did it. Wham did it so well that I forgot about Dio. Wham from part one? From part two. The Pillar Man? Yeah. Oh, yeah, part two. Yep. You like him? Oh, he's he's my favorite. JoJo the warrior one. one? Yep. He had a lot of warrior's pride. He's not even evil. He's I, just another person who likes a good fight. I loved that end fight. I feel like it was probably much better in the manga. Yeah, the animation did it justice too, though. 
I loved it. I went back and watched it, and I was like, oh, it's not as good as I remember. The whole ending with Wham, with that fight, with the whole jar of oil, that was so cool. But Kira as a villain, he's weird, because, like, I kind of like him, but at the same time, I just don't like Kira. I thought about him when uh, Space Cook mentioned Serial Killer. He's this highly intelligent serial killer with a unique fetish. Yeah. And uh, combine that with the power of a stand, and he's just an ordinary man who just like wants to like live his life and just like do his shit. See, I thought it was great the way his how genius he gets in his desperation. It's just yeah. it's so thrilling. Like to the point where his hair goes white. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Kira's but, cool. Also, how Killer Queen has like multiple like things it can do. Well, the sheer heart attack tank bomb. His stand. Yes. Yeah. Like how it evolved into bite the dust. All crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Yeah, he was all about like evolution. Like he was always evolving, just growing. Yep. Like changing right on the to, spot. Changing for the better. Like you, you saw that too. Split second shit. Yeah. Saw that too after the whole Cinderella arc. Yeah, the bathtub scene and then him in the in the teacher's lounge with the coffee, and him just like barely getting caught and then getting through it and just becoming way more powerful after that. Yeah. I thought he I did he did good stepping out of Dio Shadow. I don't even know where to begin if we we're gonna talk about great villains and talk about Dio. When when I say things got Dio energy, I mean like so damn godly. Like you look at him in the face and you just have to obey everything. Because he's just so perfect. That kind of pisses me off, honestly. I, I don't. I don't know. I might. I, I'd get killed. I'll be real. <laughs> There's no way I'm gonna fight Dio. That's what everyone says not, before they meet him. I don't think I'd just follow him blindly. I don't. That scene where Polnareff is trying to approach him, like the final shit, and he's climbing up the stairs, and Dio just keeps making the him like. He just keeps climbing the stairs and he doesn't get any further. It's, it's just the Super Mario 64. Yeah, it's like some <laughs> sick symbolism yeah. for Dio. Like his whole presence and shit like that. It's like, you can't even, it's remarkable, man. I just love when you find out what his stand ability is and then you go back and you think about that scene at the stairs. It just makes it really funny to like picture Dio just with like picking up Polnareff and just <laughs> and putting him at the bottom of the stairs and running back up. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a, yep. There's like, memes about that. Yeah. I seen some. Who else we got? We speak space cook. You got another one? Oh, I got I got a bunch of weirdos now. We've blown through most of my like mainstream kind of villains. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dip back into the movie scene. Uh I'm gonna talk about Rumi Asuka. If you guys have ever seen the movie Perfect Blue. No. Nah. Ooh. It's 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 a sleeper hit. But it's so good. The whole movie centers around this pop star who's trying to break away from her, like, girl group and kind of make it, like, on her own and find her own voice and not just make it, you know, step in away the music from scene. Group. Yeah, she's trying to step away and become more of, like, a movie star. Um, The entire time through the movie, you're following this girl as she's experiencing this weird thing where, like, she has a, this, like, creepy stalker who's, like killing people surrounding her like that not necessarily you know her friends or her family but like you know he'll show up he'll show up somewhere and like there'll be a dead person at like a show she's at or something like that or you know she she finds all these weird blogs on the internet of like 
someone trying to be her and impersonate her all the while she's getting stalked by this crazy guy and like her career's going sideways and she ends up taking these really like hardcore messed up like acting gigs and the whole time her manager is trying to preserve her image and push her and push her and push her back into that girl group scene and that innocent kind of girly youthful thing and then spoilers at the end you find out her manager this chick Rumi is the one who's been stalking her and the one who's been impersonating her all online driving Ooh. her crazy the whole time wow and reminds it, me of a it climaxes in this amazing like knife fight chase scene between the two of them it's so sick Yo, that's sick, dude. It reminds me of Monster a little bit. Like, that realistic type. Like, just humans being so yeah. evil. It's it's definitely one of... It's different from a lot of these other villains because, you know, these are... We're talking about, like, super villains. But mm -hmm. this is a very much more, like, real-life, crazy murderer. Yeah, it was probably... I wonder what came first, that or uh, Monster. Uh, Johan Labert, the, the bad guy in Monster. It. It's, like, one of the most incredible impressive bad guys like ever and he's just a serial killer and you get it's just incredibly intense it's not you were just you reminded me of that so much when you were explaining it i'm surprised i never saw this Rumi, right yeah Rumi asuka is it old movie is perfect blue uh, i want to say it came out in early to mid 2000s maybe late 90s but uh it's it's definitely got a little bit more of that like retro vibe to it because, you know, it's taking place, like, in a... It's taking place in Japan in, like, a pop culture scene. So they definitely... They, they weren't exactly behind, but they were definitely stuck on, like, a specific vibe for a long time. I love that era of anime, though. Oh, that, it's gorgeous. That whole style. It's, like, yeah. what we grew up on and shit like that. I'm Dang. pretty sure Madhouse did it. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure... I can find out. You, you know who actually you reminded me of too when you were talking about this? Moriarty. I think he's a great villain. He was on my list. I thought of him last oh minute. Oh my god. Another one like uh, Light Yagami from Death Note. He's the protagonist of this show, but he... He's a bad man. Yeah. He does some horrible, obscene things. I think he's a utilitarian. He, he gets paid really well to do it sometimes. Yeah, man. He uh, He's... Sherlock Holmes's adversary. Yep. Uh, you know, referenced from like the real stories and books, and he does exactly what uh, Sherlock does. He's his rival, but he doesn't have like a set of like moral codes, like or ethics that Sherlock does. Like Moriarty kills people, he'll frame people, but he gets the job done, and he does kill. E he does evil acts to take out a greater evil. Yeah. Which is pretty much like utilitarian. Which is like why I can't really say he's like an amazing villain villain because his evil is good. But, but it's all evil. the other Sherlock stories, he's the villain. Oh, that's because it's it's always painted in a different he's painted in a different light. Yes, but this anime that came out last year Yeah, fall. we're we're getting Yeah, the fall we're getting Moriarty side of things and we're starting to getting all this new perspective this is so cool for Sherlock Holmes is the whole saga yeah it does so much I loved it I know Sherlock has had like a lot of anime adaptations but this one really dude we're we're uh, gonna get the second half of the first season in the spring I mm -hmm. believe I'm so excited for that that scene where he meets Moriarty well 
Moriarty meets Sherlock on the train. And they both are facing down each other, and they're kind of calling each other out, but they can't let each other know. Very death note Yeah. And uh, he just leans back in his chair, throws his arm over, and he's like, catch me if you can, Mr. Holmes. And it's all, like, this is the only English you are hearing the whole thing. And it's like, oh, shit. And Sherlock's like, yeah, that yeah. would be so cool. Sherlock just, like, his whole face lights up. Dude, that scene, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. It's so epic. I'm not super familiar with this new adaptation of it, but I mean, like, if you look at some of the other guys we've even already mentioned, like, I feel like Moriarty just has, like, literary character is such, like, a perfect, like, archetype for that, like, behind-the-scenes, kind of manipulating all the things villain. Like, I feel like you see so much of that in, like, in Light, and you see that kind of, like, similar flavor, like, in Orochimaru, like those kind of guys that like hang on and are really scheming and planning that's like that's all moriarty stuff yeah dude it's a, a lot beauty. of my favorite villains do that stuff he's a hot dude too bro he's hot as hell he oh yeah the blonde babe. hair and the like red eyes all the characters from moriarty were on hot guy shit yeah some hot dude shit bro dude speaking of behind the scenes planning ahead villains the goat sosuke aizen from bleach the king of all that shit. Yep. He fucking caught all of us slipping, dude. Holy moly. Two feet on both banana peels for this guy over here. Yo. I remember reading that originally and just jaw dropped for like 40 pages of just complete and utter disbelief that Aizen was the one behind it all. From, the, from before the protagonist was like even born. It's cool because I'm pretty sure like... He has a fake name until it was revealed, too. Yeah. So people don't even know what he's talking about. It's awesome. Uh, and he's one of those it was one of those guys, too, where they, like, in the art, they just did such a good job of, like, oh, yeah, he's got a terrible haircut and glasses. And then the second he takes off his glasses and he pushes his hair back a little bit, you're like, oh, shit, that guy's definitely a villain. So damn hot, dude, when he does that. Hot dude alert. Uh, yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't gonna but now I'm gonna mention them since y'all want to talk about planning from behind the scenes way before even the main character was born Emperor Palpatine oh no hell oh, yeah. no it's just better eyes and deal he, with he it he really really is one of the best villains in like all of media man yeah I would after hearing all you had to say about it and hearing other people all, talk about all, it like the books go into detail for him too like if y'all want, I could talk about that, but I'm not gonna blow that up tonight. Yeah, we got we'll spend a soda on that, dude. We gotta. That'd be sick. Um also another villain I wanna shout out to, because I didn't watch this when we did the original villains, but Nana from Talentless yes, Nana. I wanted to mention her too, I forgot. Love that evil little bitch. Yes, she's, she's the protagonist and she's evil. It's funny because I like watched Madoka a little before that too, so I went from one pink hair to like her hellhole opposite. Yo, and that was a great show. I yeah. can't wait for more of that. Talentless Nana, have you heard of it, Space Cook? Nah, what is this? This girl gets sent to an island, and she, it's like an island. It's like Charles Xavier's uh, mansion, but on an island, and all these kids with all their superpowers and stuff are training to defeat the enemies of humanity and she's there as an assassin 
basically like My Hero Academia, but like a horror game. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. It's, it sounds great. It was so good. There's what a is killer. it, Countless Nana? Yep. There's a killer out there, and then uh, you find out that our, our protagonist is the killer. You find out real quick. But she has to kill all these people, man. And she, she has to cover her tracks. And then everyone has just broken abilities. Time travel, astral projection, uh, immortality. Future telling. Yeah, just the most bro- – and she has to kill all these people without getting caught. And they're all trying to find out who the killer is. And she has this incredible rival, very death note again. And this guy is the absolute Chad, bro. I fucking love him. He's a fuckboy. He's <laughs> not a fuckboy, though. That's the thing. Nana calls him a fuckboy, and it's yeah. so She's good. Like, Are you an oh, F-boy? yeah, and he's like, what's an F-boy? I remember that episode. Yeah. Um. She's a, yeah, that's a good pick. She she was cool. She was really cool. And every odd episode left with such like a bone-chilling cliffhanger. I love that ending Every song, odd-numbered episode. Episode 5, like, I felt cold. I felt sick and cold because I'm like, oh, no. I, I'm I so excited. I got so much new stuff to watch. I got skateboard anime. That's I so got good. kill all the best people on the island anime. That one was so – it was one of the – I think we agreed it was, like, the most entertaining of the season. It we didn't deem it as the best. huge sleeper. Yeah, we fall. We were waiting on it every week. We were talking about it. We were having so much fun with that. No, I was yeah. I kind of, I kind of think uh, Wandering Witch Elena might have been the best of fall. Yeah, I think so too, man. Really I love that was. anime so much. That's like one of my greatest waifus of all time. She's like Isabella's from Promise Neverland, like Ying to her Yang. Yeah, looks just like her, but and she's like all aloof and oh, she's so beautiful. Ultimate milf witch. Ultimate milf witch. I like witches. Loves bad witches. Oh, if you love witches, man, then we gotta talk about the best witch of all, Queen Beryl from Sailor Moon. That's right. She was a witch, huh? Oh yeah, she was. Don't just don't just lump her in as just a witch. She was the commander of the Dark Kingdom. She yeah, had she had a job title and a throne, put some respect and on a name. sexy purple maxi dress. Maxi dress, all right. She's a career villain too. You know what I mean? Like she's in a serialized, like, show. Like every week, she's got to come forth and present. Like, all right, I guess we got to come up with a new plan to kill these fucking teenagers and suck all the life force out of humans. Like, like God cool- damn it. Hot version of like a like a Power Rangers villain. Yeah. Yeah. What's that stupid lady's name? Oh my god, that. Why am I throwing a blank? God bless that actress though. Yeah, she she really went, she really went for the role, and I'm glad she did. I didn't want to skip over Ukiora from Bleach as well. Once we mentioned Aizen, I mm. loved Ukiora so much. The whole the morality thing, I guess. I guess that's Franny's weakness. And him <laughs> just uh. You know, just like trying to like understanding humans slowly through Ichigo. His rivalry with Ichigo, like his only friend, the only person he like recognized as an equal, kind of like the Moriarty Sherlock thing. Oh man, I love him. Hot dude, green skin, still hot. You know who else is a really cool witch? Wild Pergusnacht from Madoka Magica. Oh, that's a sick witch. That's like the first witch you see and the last witch you see. And. The a fun thing about Walpurgis Noct is the name comes from Saint Walpurgis, who is like a um, German saint 
I forget exact. I forget how it was because I looked that up. And I didn't write it down because I'm a clown. But St. Walpurgis was a pretty good person. There's a whole night that's dedicated to him. And it involves dancing. And if you look at Walpurgis Nacht in Madoka, it just kind of floats around upside down, laughing, dancing, and having fun while just leveling a whole fucking city. So that was like a really cool throw. The whole different art style that was thrown in when the witches entered was like... Top notch. it's like it's a, I feel like it's like it's supposed to it's like jarring but it's not like supposed it, to be though. yeah yeah it's supposed to be but it just does so much more than that it like puts you in a whole different state in that show if you really get invested in it and these girls and everything like that and then you're praying for their safety it, it throws throws my brain through a loop yeah when those witches come into play it's like paper mache type animation the labyrinths, yeah and the the music and shit like that it's so freaking eerie i don't know how they nail it so well See, like, um, Vanilla tried getting me into that a long time ago, and I watched the first three episodes, and I'm like, I don't know, and I really regret not watching it back then, because now I'm like, I've watched it, I'm like, wow, I'm just gonna whole deep dive this whole series. That shit catapulted me into, like, Magical Girls and and Idol shows, like, after I watch that, I give all of them a shot now, if it looks good. But dude, I want, I need, I need, I need to mention Shogo Makishima. You know who that is? I know Shogo Makishima. The bad guy from Psychopaths. I don't know why the hell they took that off Netflix. I don't know. I was like, did we forget about that? I looked it up. It's not on there anymore. I remember that. But dude, he was, all right. So you even know about Psychopaths? In the future, there's, they created this ultimate AI thing called the Sybil system that can pretty much predict your psych every person's psyche it's like hooked up to everybody it's the future we're getting there it's like cameras see you and they also kind of read your brain waves yeah your hue like your brain crimes you talk about minority report exactly (laughs) exactly that's a good way to put it but uh and he's like the living criticism of this civil system like and it's so justified but his like what is the word that I'm trying to think? His like motives are justified, but the way he carries them out is just not right. And it's very evil. Horrible. Because people like they try to like not go crazy because even if they like think like a, a bad thought or something like that, like a robot be like wee wee, like you're you're going down. Hey, you got to go to jail for the night and Clean main, up your mind, buddy. Yeah, if they're lucky. And yeah. the main protagonists, they they're like detectives and they have these guns that only activate. They have a safety on them if the person's hue reaches like reads a level that's dangerous. And he's so crazy and psychopathic that he's just always normal. Like, they he can't shoot him. He thinks he's fine. Wow. He thinks he's A-OK. What he's doing is A-OK. He's... And it only gets further proven, too, when you can't shoot him. He's like, what? <laughs> the, the magic gun says I'm good because he's cutting somebody up. He's like, can't do nothing, right? I'm a good guy. It's evil genius to the max, dude. I have so much respect for this dude, but, like, I really... His motives. He's, a. Uh... He has a sick quote. Free will has been stripped from the equation. If man is not judged by his choices, how are we to decide who is good and evil? And he's he's so right, dude. He is. He he's. And the main characters, man, the girl, and then uh her mentor detective guy. That's like a badass dude. That he is crazy, and his hue reached a level where it won't go back. But so yeah. they keep him as like a dog. Like well, a detective dog. Oh, when you, like, find out why he snapped as hard as he did, like, I don't blame Kogami at all. 
I don't blame him at all. If I saw that and that was my friend like that, I'd probably I'd probably go that black. This bad guy, uh, the villain Shogo, like what he shows our our main character guy Kogami, mm-hmm. like it's it's just perfect. It fits like the perfect puzzle piece, like these two together, and yeah. like the outcome of it. I can't remember. This is season one, right? What mm-hmm. I'm talking about, because I can't remember. My season favorite two. villain, season two. That's actually. interesting. Because that, if you remember season two, Kamui was, they show it like towards the end. He was there the whole time through everything, and they, the system just couldn't read him. It didn't read him. Like he'd walk through a checkpoint and it wouldn't even scan him. Yeah, man, it's. Uh, Psychopath is a great watch. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Yeah, if you're into like that semi dystopian future type shit, it's so good. And it's like we're getting close to that with like the internet just ex- in the dark ages. Of the internet still. I was gonna say like what millennial doesn't like dystopian, like tragedy. Everyone yeah. loves everybody. It. People are like just in their. A lot of people are just like otaku as fuck in their apartments, like living in the internet. Like it's like the ultimate MySpace. And, like, you have your own world. Like, you can visit other people's, like, realms and, like, just have, like, parties and shit like that with your avatar. Okay, Grandpa. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking that. I was like, I'm going to get heated. I'm going to get blasted boomer. for saying MySpace. Froomer. <laughs> got a Froomer in the room. Ooh. Oh, God. Is that a new one? What's a Froomer? Franny Boomer. Oh, okay. It's like a baby like... Boomer, but worse. It watches anime. Oh, God. An Anazoomer. Oh, an Amoover. An I wanna, I wanna shout out the villain from Erased just because of that final scene, and just like I said, the perfect puzzle piece. He was like the perfect antagonist for which, which villain? You know, the, I'm talking the main about. villain. Okay. You know, I'm talking the serial you, killer. Because there are a lot of villains in that show. I would say the mother is a villain. Yes. The horrible mother. Not um, the main character's mother though. She's a oh. saint. No. She's um, the best mother in anime besides Isabella. <laughs> the girl that he's trying to save the whole time, her mother. I can't remember her name. Yeah, Caillou's mother. Caillou. I'm the worst. She's pretty this. evil. But yeah, I got a shout out to Race. Check that 100%. out on Netflix, man. We did a pod on that. Two pods ago. That's One a p- show that if you like Death Note, watch that. It's very Death note It's the ultimate starter anime for someone who's not in the anime. They'll love it. They'll fall in love. It's Get everybody hooked. Strategy mind games meets the butterfly. Yeah, butterfly effect, bro. Good, good looks. Oh. We got a shout out, vicious. Vicious from Cowboy. Yeah. I mean, you mean like the way to wrap up a series really nicely? Yes. Yeah. I, I the fact that Bebop had like a real, real ending because of the whole vicious fight. I love that. Love That's what that. Bebop needed yeah. to be one of the greats. It needed that ending, and it nailed it. Oh, he slaughtered it. He didn't nail it. If it didn't have a... If it even had, like, a good ending or a great ending, it wouldn't be that great, but his ending was, like, really good. I mean, Vicious is obviously... He's the big bad. He's he's a, he's a bad motherfucker. But you guys are missing out on the actual best villain of this show, which is the Mad Bomber, the Mad Perot. <gasps> Y'all remember, remember that guy? That episode, yeah. I don't. You got to enlighten me. Oh, my... All right, so... He is a, I guess, like, genetically engineered, cybernetically enhanced kind of, like, yeah. super weapon. But he's, like, when you when you say that, you kind of get, like, you draw a picture in your head of, like, what those characters usually look like. 
this guy breaks the mold. He looks like the penguin with a beard, and he's got all sorts of weird shit going on in his head. He's always got this big ear-to-ear shit-eating grin. He's always laughing and cackling like at the top of his lungs, and he's also terrified of cats. Honestly, he actually I dies because of a cat mascot oh, in a theme park. Yeah, I thought he deserved it. He's he's one of those best villains because he's such a piece of crap. I, I yeah. didn't I, I didn't like him, and because I didn't like him, I never really put too much thought into him. But yo, he's scary. You're right, he is a good villain. He's so scary. He is a good villain. Like there's so like all of his like scenes are like him like creeping up on somebody in like an alleyway and like at night like he's just like a scary murderer guy yeah and a lot of the villains we mentioned are like our favorites so like they have like hints like they have like some some glitter that glistens off of them even though they're mostly evil like there's yeah. some things we yeah, love about them redeemable but the, this is one of the guys that is just like evil evil stamp him and we kind of skipped over a lot of those guys because they're like we're doing our favorites yeah. you know but. I don't know. I dropped Elder Tagoro pretty early. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> yeah, did. Like, yeah, you did. Dude, does anybody? I know he's great. I just haven't seen Trigun yet. Did anybody know the villain from Trigun? Knives. No. He's the last one on my list. Yes, really? I love Knives. First of all, your name is Knives. Great. Your last name, Millions. Also wow, great. Wow, that's dope. Knives Millions. Great. Whoa. He's Vash. He's Vash's twin brother. Whoa. They came to Earth together on the spaceship with all the plants, which if you don't know anything about Trigun, there's like these angel things they call plants. They use them as a power source. Uh, but they're supposed to help like humanity transcend like oh, wow. existence pretty much. I see. But the problem is when humans get plants, they just suck them dry and use them as batteries. And that's part of the reason why Knives is a villain. Like a lot of Knives like – his all of his motivation comes from like the mistreating of other people and like how humans just like destroy everything so like everything that knives has ever loved like as a child and like coming up gets fucked up and killed by humans so he just makes it his goal to use the plants to get revenge on humanity and he's got a great gun i like I've heard about Trigon before. I heard it's like really good. I just it's one of those things like it's on my to watch list. Pink, you better move it right up the list, bro. Oh man. It's so good. Alright. Scooch that up. I know the whole thing about Trigon is like he don't want to kill nobody anymore. Trigon boy, right? Bash, Bash, yeah. So he's he's turned his new leaf, you know, he's a reformed man. He's like he understands that his his body is made to be a gun. He's like so he just tried the manslayer. Yeah, exactly. He has that exact same arc where he's just like, you know what? I gotta throw, I gotta throw off the, uh, the robe and just flex on everybody again. I just gotta be who I'm supposed to be. It's like finally seeing Roni Kenshin turn around his reverse blade sword and slay some motherfuckers. Yeah. And then like, what I was getting at is like knives. He he kind of like he knows this and he and he like. He, he baits tr- he always tries to get him to kill people right mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's so cool he's he's really Makes he's a good story he's yeah. really great because he's one of those like you know he's the big bad of the series but he's also got like that you know kind of Naruto Sakura or not Naruto Sakura <laughs> Naruto uh, Sasuke kind of thing because they're like twin brothers 
So, you know, they came up together and like they both understand each other so well that the way they play off each other just comes off just the like perfect hero villain combo. I see this quote from him right now, and it makes me so interested in the whole like concept of this story. He said, If you keep saving butterflies, spiders will starve to death. But wanting to save them both is a contradiction. What would you rather do? Keep deliberating? The butterfly will be eaten in the meantime. So I'm like, damn, dude. That's a conundrum. Yeah. I love conundrum animes. It probably has a blast of an ending, huh? I can't oh, even yeah. imagine how it ends. Oh, dude. It's it's great. The anime is really great. The mangas are awesome. There's like two uh, storylines. There's like Trigun oh. and there's Trigun Maximum, which is like a kind of different like like Full takes Mile a different turn. Oh uh, yeah, kind of. But it deviates more. You're saying? Yeah, I think it deviates way more. I think uh. it deals with the different like set of uh, storylines entirely. Wow, just like Soul Eater. I know Addictions, our boy. He 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 loves Trigun. Yeah, man, Trigun's sick. Trigun's full of a lot of, like, cool, like, you know, one-stop villains because it's kind of like a... Bebop, right? Yeah, it's kind of like that where, you know, he, there's just moving along town to town. A lot of it's because they're just following Vash as he, like, moves through places and everyone's always trying to kill him because he's, like, the $50 billion double-dollar man or whatever his bounty is. Yeah, it's so like a every... space western, right? Yeah. That makes that that makes sense, man. So that they did in the western It's kind of, like, almost opposite of... Um, cowboy bebop because cowboy bebop they're the bounty hunters and ah. in in a trigun he's the bounty yeah no one can kill you know the walking stampede it's a the human typhoon a, a titan of a classic how long is it uh it's not that many episodes i think it's maybe one or two seasons at best i don't even think it's two seasons to be honest with you yeah they have a cool movie too really yeah cool spinoff movie all right, yeah, this is probably going up higher on my list. Yeah, man. Uh, you guys got more? Jibo or uh, Panker? I got one. What it is? It's Funimation. <laughs> I can't tell you how tired I am of trying to watch something, and I'm getting, like, the title and the uh, subtitles of episode 10, but what I'm actually watching and listening is episode 9. Yeah, I've been there. It's the worst. Or you just don't get the subtitles at all, and you watch an entire anime in Japanese and have no idea what's going on. And then when you do a podcast about it the next day, you're completely <laughs> lost. Dude, that was hilarious. <laughs> what show? Oh, Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle. And apparently, like, I thought the opposite of everything. He was like, no, dude, like, that's not at all what they were doing. And I was like, yo, oh, that's like the vibes I got. Did he you guys so release wrong. that episode yet? I gotta fucking listen to that. It's our fall 2020 conclusions. Yeah. Part one, part two. That's a great yeah. energy to be bringing to a pod. Oh hey, I, I watched it, but I don't. You guys got to oh, wow. tell me. Yeah, he was, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he I loved it. Pictures. And then I was like, oh, so they're doing that. And he was like, no, dude, he like, tried to rape her or something. I was like, wait, what? That's not at all what I thought <laughs> yeah, was happening. He had things so wrong, but he still really enjoyed it. But, dude, Sleepy Princess? <laughs> That's greatest... the perfect show to not understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it was just so cute. and like It's got the funniest, most precious lolly in it. And. It's it's the funniest show of 2000. It's the best comedy yeah. of 2020. So 19, 2020. Yeah. So best comedy, in my opinion. It almost won the Crunchy Wool Awards. Crunchy Wool. So Hope's <laughs> done. Why? Uh, no, cr- 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 uh, Funimation's a villain for me. Because I've been trying to watch Wonder Egg Priority, and they keep messing me up. And I'm like, wait, didn't I yeah, watch this watch episode? That. 
Yeah, and their UI, like the whole like setup, like unless you go like on a computer and use their website, it's just yeah. so trash. That's dude. what it was. It, it is. It's so trash, dude. What the hell? They got so much money. The PlayStation, the Xbox. The, if you have it on TV, like the Roku TV, it's just so miserable. Yeah. To find anime, to play anime, to get the subtitles lined up. My play, my Generation 1 PlayStation 4 sometimes already sounds like it's trying to go to deep orbit to just to <laughs> run Funimation. And then I'm trying to listen to it over that. And I'm like, I don't even know where the subtitles are right now. Horrible villain. Honestly, probably the worst I, I'll mention all night. And you pay him. <laughs> yeah, I pay him. Yeah. I pay what... him to do that to you. Gio, you got any more I... sick ones? I got a horrible villain. Like, he's not a good villain at all. Like, he's probably, like, one of the worst villains. He's just a horrible fucking person. <laughs> it's gotta be... I think... Is it season two? Is the villain from Sword Art Online, Alfheim Online? Oh, it's Kirito. The fairy? No. <laughs> that's, 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 no, I know what you're talking about. Right. I don't remember his name. The but dude the... who straight up tried to... Yeah, 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 yeah. He tried to... My waifu. He kept her in a birdcage. Yeah, he kept her in a birdcage, fucking did all this fucked up shit, and then went to her body, which was in a coma in a hospital, and was like, I'm gonna f*** you, and then, like, <laughs> him and Kirito had a battle in the parking lot. And they have a knife fight. Yeah, I they think have a knife fight. right? Yes, yes. Oh, my God, you're right. They he had made some fight. sick, twisted faces, too. And yeah, he yes. was, like, licking his lips, and she's, like, in a coma, and he's like, I can't wait to have my fun with you, and it's like, dude, whoa. Like, they made him, yeah, they made him like hated. Fucked up. And yeah. that was cool. It was impressive. It was good writing. And yeah. Dude, that, wasn't there a scene where he had, like, half of his face was laughing and half of his face was, like, in pain and crying and shit like that? Yeah, it was yeah. in, um, it was when they were still in the game because, like, I'm pretty sure yes. Kirito, like, turns up his, like, up pain receptors. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Jacked it up to ten, baby. He's yeah. like, what up, source code? <laughs> that guy's, like, kind of the pinnacle of you should go outside once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Log off the MMO. Go read a book or something. I don't care if you just sit outside. Read, do something. That was good looks, Jivo. He's actually he is... the uh, game creator of Sao. That's who it was. He was the creator of the game who locked everybody in the what? first place. Uh. Oh God, I didn't know that. Uh, Shugo no, I can't pronounce this. Shugo no, Nobuyuki. Nobuyuki. Yo, what about All for Run Space Cook? Do you think he's a good villain? Who? All for One? Yeah, from My Hero Academia. I think All for One is definitely a good villain. I think uh, we've yet to see like the full potential of All for One. I feel like they're still building to a really big, bad All for One like. Oh, he blowout. didn't get lapped? No, no, he's in jail. Oh, he's shizzle. Like, he's he's under lockdown right now. Maximum Ultra 10 times Big Bang Kamehameha security. Oh, yeah. he got Eisened. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, he's strapped to, like, he's in a restraint jacket, strapped to an upright bed, like, with guns and, like, flamethrowers aimed on him. And they're like, if there is even, like, a slight sense of a quirk being used, we'll execute you. Yeah, he's, like, on Hannibal Lecter's lockdown. But, like, if Hannibal Lecter had superpowers. Yeah, so that if it's Hannibal like Lecter was Superman. So this is a story in store. There's I, still oh, yeah. more of a story for this boy. I hope so, because as of right now, he just kind of seems like the whole generic, like, eh, I'm going to take over the world and destroy the pinnacle of hope. That's <laughs> right, All Might. You will fall. And it kinda, it's kind of doo-doo buns. I wish that was his voice. It was a I do, too. radio talk show host. No, but I, I really wish. Uh, 
Yeah, man. I hope he like develops into like something more sinister. Yeah. He's got to. I point. hope he gets eyes. By the time that comes around, the like hands pissed me off. He steals so a regeneration quirk and then just uh, grows his eyes back. That'd be cool. But compared to Stain, Stain's so cool. Stain's not a villain; he's an anti-hero. Stain and my hero as well. Stain, Stain goes around killing like heroes that are in it for the glory. And he even said, like, the only person cool. who's worthy of killing me is the actual only person who's a hero because he knows it's the right thing to do, which is All Might. Oh, I thought you were going to say Deku. <laughs> what am I thinking? Uh, are you real? <laughs> Nobody knows Deku. Real? I don't watch My Hero, man. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> the fact you can even think Deku is like the beacon of hope. Like, he's the beacon of crying. How he's working on it. He does cry a lot, but he's working on it. No, the hell he ain't. I know I'm the only, like, My <laughs> Hero <laughs> defender here. Oh, man. Fool! What about Excalibur? Excalibur <laughs> is not a villain. Excalibur is a mi uh, misunderstood hero. All right? He's he an really, annoyance. He really could stop everything, but you just got to listen to him for a little bit first. Let him explain for a little his story bit. for six and a half hours, then break to get him a cup of tea, massage his feet, comb his hair, put his top hat back on, and listen to the rest of the story. Then he'll stop whatever you got to do. I'm looking for heaven. I'm going to California. I love Excal everyone's reactions when Excalibur comes up like uh, Black Star and Death the Kid. That face they make when he just arrives and they're so disgusted at his presence. I he's, love that. He's such a great guy. What was I thinking? He's not a villain. I wanted to ask you guys about One Punch Man, though. Because I feel like Boros was like so... I feel like he might have been written generic on purpose, almost. Kinda. Was that the guy from the first season? Yes. The, the yeah. Alien. I have a theory that he's an incredibly heavy, what if Goku wasn't sent to Earth? Yeah, I remember you saying that, and that blew my mind, actually. Yeah. Because he powers up, he uses his Kaioken, basically, when he does that anaerobic form. He gets really long, spiky hair. The way he fights, he just teleports around. It's. Yeah, I it's mean, Goku. I think you'd be kidding yourself if you didn't say he was a Dragon Ball Z parody character. Yeah. Like, easily. But, yeah, I feel like he's definitely what happens when you send Broly... Uh, to military and, training. He, yeah, and he comes out like Frieza. Like, that's what happens. Yeah. So, um, definitely not the best villain of One Punch. Uh, Garo is, though. Yes. As it stands okay. now, Garo is. See, the best thing about Boros is just all that crazy animation. Yeah. It's all the colors and the, like, the electrifying well, you know energy. Why, right? Because mm -hmm. Madhouse did it. Yeah. yeah. Madhouse did it. The same people who brought you Netero versus Meruem. Mm. So, yeah, that's why that fight was so beautiful. Madhouse, you're also on my list of villains for dropping one punch. Yep. Thank you very much. Yep. You've made a child Easily. cry. Me. I'm multiple, the child. Multiple children cry. But Garo. Garo is another, like, Stain. He's an anti-hero. He wants to make himself out to be this big, bad monster. But that's because he just doesn't see any good heroes. He was that type of kid who, like, grew up watching, like, Saturday morning cartoons. And the villain has this really big, bad plan. But he kind of also has good reasons for his villain plan. 
but then he gets beat up by the heroes because the power of friendship and garo was always like that's that's stupid hell yeah and then Call the heroes association does the same thing in real life for him so he just went nah i'm over this and becomes a monster he starts proclaiming himself as a monster and beating up heroes so he's basically baiting a true hero mm-hmm. yep. to save the world mm-hmm. almost. yep that is awesome. He really, like, his goal is, to, like, to subjugate all of Earth under fear. If everyone's scared of the big bad monster, everyone's going to get along. Do you think he's just secretly hoping, maybe waiting for, like, a real hero to come? Yeah. And being, ex- dude, that's so 100%, cool, 100%, that's man. what I think. I stand him now. He's really cool. He's well written. He's not a hot dude, though. I see, not all of them are hot dudes. Nah, not everyone can be pretty, pretty prisoner. Yeah, <laughs> What was I thinking? Hey, man, everybody, everybody's into something. I'm sure somebody's like, oh, yeah, let me get the bottom pillow with him on it. <laughs> dude, but Moomin Rider is a hot dude. Do Moomin we ever see hot. his face? I think we do, uh, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. briefly. He wears glasses. He wears glasses. He's a hot dude. He's the only glasses-wearing, non-glasses pusher. He's putting in the work, too. He's out there pedaling. But the hottest girl? Hell, yeah. Putty putty prisoner. No, just, <laughs> it's oh, Tatsumaki. <laughs> that is queen. Oh heavens. That's Pink's queen. Uh, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> she is yeah, she is you nailed it when you said uh with her three different forms of uh art. See, I, like after I said that I started seeing like Murata redrawing some of his stuff. Uh, Murata is the guy who does the manga, not the webcomic of the original. That's one. Uh, Murata took over and he started like just drawing it all nicer and stuff. And that's why the anime looks like how it does instead of like Mob Psycho, which Mm -hmm. is all drawn by one. Ah, one. Yeah, that's right. Um, so like he's starting to redraw a lot of stuff and they're taking out that like, tiny little gremlin form she has and just drawing her more hot girl now bombshell that's what he said yeah but it's a great word like that i don't like that because it's like you know how like saitama gets all deadpanned and stuff and he's not supposed to look cool yeah that's the same with her when she's trying to be like so are you the bad guy who's starting this and she thinks she's cool she's just this weird looking little yeah she jiggly puffs yeah yeah and she just looks weird. Same facial she's, expression. She's trying to look cool, but because she's trying to look cool, it just doesn't. Yeah, and the, I guess the writer was like, no, that's Saitama's thing. It's only going to be his thing, I guess. Maybe. I hope not. I hope not, because in One Punch, it's not about how cool you look that makes you powerful. It's like how driven you are for that goal. So there was Gremlin form, and there was Bombshell form. What was the other form? Uh, Lolly. They- she, she looks like a young girl in some. She looks like a gremlin in others. And then it's just like Murata really sat down and went, all right, I'm going to have to go through like 78 hours worth of runway models. And uh, let's go look up some JoJo's art for some really cool poses. And hey, guys, here's your new cover photo of Tatsumaki for this manga. Yeah, like the Marilyn Monroe of One Punch when, when he nails it like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, not a villain, though. Not a villain. Space no, the villain is me simping and buying a body pillow and statues <laughs> and getting hand-drawn art. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. The villain. Did you get your birthday present yet? No. Oh, man. 
What do you mean my birthday present yet? Happy birthday, Pink Menace. Uh, Happy motherfucking birthday. We won't Thank sing. You. Thank you. No. No, please do sing. No, no don't no. make us sing. On the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to sing. Knives Millions. Thank what? you, Gita. Everybody knows his real name. Whose? Pink Menace. Oh, Knives, what? Knives Millions. I was just start singing the Excalibur song. Oh, I don't know. As a matter of fact, I... I changed my mind. I don't want anyone to sing. As a matter of fact, we don't have a catchphrase, and we'll see you all next time. All right.